Every time you go away, you take a piece of me. I really like that song. Welcome back, listeners, to How Good Was It? Where we review the movies of our past and even the present sometimes when we damn well feel like it. I am joined by two of the greatest co-hosts on earth. Or, no, not really. But I got two good replacements anyway. <laughs> two of the um, great in, in, in Florida, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I had to go all the way to Florida to find mm-hmm. these guys. What is up, Scott? Hey, what's happening, Jim? And welcome back, Dana. Hello, Mr. June. And I think what? you may need to change your definition of greatest. Oh, hey. no, nah, man. These guys are great. I mean, that they put up with my ass is, is amazing in and of itself. But how did, Scott, why did Dana not speak Spanish to you? Is what I, I thought this was a I, tradition. You know, I, I think, I, I think he used say, every Spanish word he's, he knows already in the last year. I'm two thoroughly episodes. disappointed that he did not retort <laughs> in, in the Latino way. I let it slide this time, but uh, Dana, don't ever let that happen again. I had one damn job. One job. <laughs> Damn it. It's the Boston hat. He has a Boston hat. Uh, guys, so all you Boston haters, you know where to put your comments. Yes, we are back with another movie to review, a retro review, as we always do. And look at me busting out rhymes. Um, <laughs> and we have what I consider to be one of the best comedies of all time. I really love this movie starring Steve Martin and John Candy. And that movie would be... The Thanksgiving classic, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Two happy clams just whistling down the road. Flintstones, meet the Flintstones, they're the Marconi family. Paramount Pictures presents Steve Martin. You ever been to Hawaii? Yeah. You see Don Ho while you were there? See the second show, that's the best one. Is that right? Yeah. John Candy. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. In a new film by John Hughes. Planes, trains, and automobiles. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game, hell of a game. Before we get into this week's episode, I'd like to give our audience a little reminder of what we do here at How Good Was It? Each episode is broken up into two halves. The first half is all about our recollection from memory of the movie. We then pause, we watch the movie, and we come back to go over how much we got wrong, how much we got right, and most importantly, does the movie still hold up? Is it as good or as bad as we remember it to be? With that, let's get into this week's movie. So, what do we know about this movie? I just I just spit out some of the cast. Yes. But I know this is what is this? This is a John Hughes film, isn't this it? This is a John Hughes, correct? Yeah. Yes. I want to say this is probably eighty-eight, maybe somewhere wow. around there. I was, 80, 86 to eighty-eight, I would think, in that range. I was thinking oh. a lot, a little earlier, but you're right because this is, I guess, as far as John Hughes films are concerned, this would be one of his late eighties ones after the run he had with the teenage films he did. Yeah, yeah, I think this is. Maybe pre Home Alone, post uh, all the Brat Pack stuff, I, I would think. Oh, okay. Dana, take it away. I rudely interrupted whatever you were about to say. <laughs> Just how I like it, Daddy. Just how I like it. <laughs> Dana wasn't even born when this movie came out. Come on. Whatever year it is. Oh, I'm sure don't he, remind he, me. He, he's Christ. way too young to know this movie. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, no, you you led me right perfectly to what I thought I knew. So what I can tell you is that this movie is definitely not Uncle Buck, because that's <laughs> <laughs> Which, right around recall, the same time. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to recall the movie and I was just like, oh, I've totally seen this movie. And then the more and more I thought about it, I was like, well, who's in the cast? And I was like, I remember Steve Martin being in Uncle Buck. Wait, yeah, wait, I wait. Remember Macaulay Cawkin in it. Uh, let's yeah. see. <laughs> so yeah, I have totally not seen this movie. Uh, wow. I am gonna have to. This is gonna be a Dana. What? What's? I mean, are you guys surprised? You guys are old. I'm. This is surprised. a very white movie. <laughs> Dana. I'll say this is a very white movie as well. You know, this, this is yeah. uh, this is a li lily white movie. So um, I, I get it. I get it. You know. I'm forgiven. Okay, yeah. that's good. Because I, I really, I, I'm not going to lie, guys. I came in pretty confident. I was like, oh, yeah, I know all about this movie. And mm -hmm. then I was like, yep, nope. <laughs> it's John Candy, all right. But that's about as far as it goes. When we originally brought up doing this movie, and and yeah, I do remember Dana mentioning that, yeah, I think I saw it or whatever. And then as, as I shot up, as I gave a shout out to the cast, <laughs> this look of confusion came across his face. Like, what? Who was in this movie? Are you sure? Have you seen um, so, any Steve Martin films, Dana? Do you is Steve Martin someone you're familiar do you, with? Do you know who Steve Martin is? <laughs> Who's that? Is he a basketball player? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we got the three amigos. The three okay. amigos. You know what? I've yeah, seen the jerk. I, I have seen the jerk. Wow. Now that is yeah, definitely so, before you were born. Yeah, so I've seen the jerk, seen three amigos. I'm sure I, what father of the bride. There oh, you yeah. go. So okay. Those are newer. <laughs> But uh, yeah, those are newer, uh, but some of the sadly it's not yeah. that new. I think it's still a nineties movie as well. Damn you millennials. <laughs> yeah. You know how to uh, show us old folk up, man. Yeah. Real. He just spouted out the the list of Star Steve Martin movies. I didn't think you'd seen even half of those. Yeah. And, and, and the that, jerk was a good pull. Uh, oh, I didn't think you yeah. would pull that one. Yeah, he 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 pulled that one out of his ass just to show us up, Scott, for sure. <laughs> um and, hey, good job at it, Dana. So um, yeah, planes, trains, and automobiles. What do we remember? So this is a John Hughes flick. John yeah. Hughes had quite the streak during the 80s. He was a big hotshot director. Oh, yeah. And writer, I think. I think he Yeah, writer that. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, coming off of things such as 16 Candles, uh, Pretty in Pink, Breakfast uh, Club. Breakfast Club. I mean, you know, these are like teen classics. He pretty much defined the genre in the 80s. Yeah. And uh, but this, when this came out. Um, I don't remember watching this in the theater. This was a movie um, that I definitely watched on cable. And I don't even remember it coming out in the theater. Oh, I saw it in the theaters. I think it did okay in the theater. I think it did well. Yeah, I I, I definitely saw it in the theaters. And it um, it's a movie I've seen repeatedly over the years. You know, I I, I have seen it within the last five years. I, I think uh, I introduced it to Mary. Mary does not watch movies. You know, she's, it's not something she's into. And one year I just, I made her watch it. I'm like, no, you're going to like this movie. Let's just watch it, you know? And now, she she did enjoy it. Now, Scott, you don't make a comment like that without me having to take a detour in this conversation. Yes. What? So yes, yes. Uh, for those not in the know, we are, we're always mentioning our wife's name. My wife's name is Annalisa. Scott's, mm -hmm. Scott's wife is uh, uh, Mary. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dana's is Kim. So you're yes. going to hear these names in and out in, in every episode. I have to ask. How the hell does Mary not watch movies? What do you mean she doesn't watch movies? 100% not interested in him. She is uh, the type of person that will uh, 
she'll watch a TV show. She's always like, no, I don't want to watch a movie. It's too long. It's two hours. I, I don't want, but then she'll watch, you know, four hours straight of 30 rock or, <laughs> or a community or something like that. You know, she'll watch like, you know, four hours straight of a sitcom, but she won't, she won't sit still to watch a movie. So yeah, she's probably seen 20, 30 films in her life. I, she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not, not a lot, not a lot. We're not going to see movie. this movie. Yes, I did. Sounds yeah. like it. Because I knew she would like abuse. it. No, no, I knew oh, okay. she would like this movie. Yeah, if Kim has not seen this movie, you should make her watch it with you as well. This is a very good movie. I love the whole make her watch it. Joey <laughs> no, P he... uses that same terminology. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yeah, I made her watch this movie. I'm like, how do you make so? I, like, I imagine you guys strapping your wives down, like, like, like to the sofa well, and they the, can't the, move. The funny thing about it is you keep saying wives, but none of us are legally married. The fa- including Joey P, four of us are all. Uh, in long-term relationships, but none of us are legally married. Wait a minute. You know, I got you can't bring shit like this up, Scott. I know this is a movie <laughs> podcast, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bite. I'm gonna bite hard on that hook, man. Yes, yes. This is true. I never put two and two together. Mm-hmm. My wife and I have been together, we're going on 25 years next year. Yes. Right? That we've known each other and have been together, not legally married. Scott, I, I did go to your wedding, but you're not legally married. Well, we got married in the Dominican <laughs> Republic, so that doesn't count. Anybody, by default, you get married in the Dominican Republic, it, it's null and void anywhere else on earth. So, I mean, that, that has no validity whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I did not realize that yourself, Scott, and Mary are not legally married. I thought so you 24 years in March, and yeah, not, not married. Dana, how many years have you and Kim been together? Eight years. I proposed like four years ago. I actually coined the term forever fiance i'm trying to get that like, <laughs> copyright oh wow I, I need to get it i need to get involved in that that's uh i, I have a forever yeah. fiance as well that is pure genius i i am envious that i did not think of that term first i would have yeah. had that shit on a shirt i would have had yep. merch mugs the whole nine that is amazingly brilliant that is crazy and this the same goes for joe ap as well joe and Ella have been together for i think six or seven years yeah same thing yeah I dare say the audience right now is asking, what is wrong with these guys? There's something. <laughs> uh, it's, it's because we, we like to do podcasts and stuff like that. Yes. These women are smart. They're like, yes. I don't want to marry these losers. They're, they're podcasters. And we wonder why our wives won't listen to our <laughs> yes, podcast. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we could commit to a movie, but you know. <laughs> well, listen, at yeah. least we're committing to something. Yes, um, yes. Wow. Uh, uh, listen, audience, listen. You do with that info what you will. I had to take the dive. I Once never... again, only Kim will listen to this, so it doesn't really matter. You know, only Dana's in trouble. <laughs> okay, so so on on Dana's copy of this podcast, I'll let it out this whole okay. marriage part just to okay. for, as a safety measure. I don't want to get Dana in any shit now. Um, he doesn't need extra drama in his life, I'm sure. Um, wow, that threw me for a loop. What movie are we doing again? Um, Uncle Buck. It that would have been interesting. All right. if so Uncle let I'll do a quick synopsis of this movie. All right. Okay. I mean, since, well. uh, since I'm probably super super familiar with it. So, uh, Steve Martin's away on a business trip, trying to get home for Thanksgiving. Uh, I believe he is snowed out. Can't fly out. He's I, I don't remember where he's stuck and where he has to go to, but. I want to say he was in Chicago. In Chicago, and he's got to go to somewhere out west, maybe not California. I, I think maybe out, maybe out west, maybe California. It's it's a far trip, and he um 
snowed out, so he goes and rents a car instead. Gets gets to the rental car place. His car is not there. He has a big blow up, a famous famous scene where he he has a, a blow up on the the agent at the car agency, and it does not turn out well for him. Uh, I, I don't want to ruin it for Dana, so he he'll enjoy it. So he ends up having to figure out a way to get home. He ends up hitching a ride with uh, John Candy. He meets John Candy through some unfortunate events as well. They John Candy kind of feels bad for him, and he kind of feels bad for John Candy. And they end up being taking a car together that John Candy has to try to make it back in time for Thanksgiving. Uh, hilarity ensues. So, Hilarity yeah. for sure, man. I, I this movie never fails to make me laugh, and it's one of those where I, just when I think I'm tired of watching this movie, I've watched this movie a lot. I always find it funny. I always find little new surprises, little nuances, because you know the, the genius of Steve Martin and John Candy, you know, as comedy actors, they were just a whole package. Mm -hmm. They really were, man. This is one of John Candy's greatest to me one of my favorite i think it's his best film i think in my mind it's his best film and you know a very heartfelt movie yes you know exactly. for, for all the craziness that ensues and they go through some shit in this movie oh yeah they go to just to go from one state to another the shit these two men have to go through poor steve martin but by yes. the end you can you're endeared to both of them i think and and it's just one of the most heartwarming endings ever you know yeah. which which really truly makes this a holiday movie i'm glad we're doing this one for thanksgiving yeah uh, it's the perfect movie for that dana so you've never watched this movie not a clue i float in a plane <laughs> I, sometimes i wish i get hit by a train and i drive an automobile that's about as far as i go but it, it's going to be interesting because I, I i mean when i haven't seen stuff that it's like just complete blank. Um, they normally end up being one of my favorite movies. So, I mean, Scott got me hooked with the uh, the Wrath of Khan. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> see if uh, Joe and you and Scott could get me hooked on this movie. So, I'm yeah. I'm pretty interested. But I mean, it, it's two uh, two legends, like you said. I love John Candy. Um, I, I mean, it's it's sad that uh, obviously he's been gone for a very long time. There's a yeah. generation that has no idea who that guy is and. He was yeah. really, really good during his oh, time. So, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. he was he was, a, he was literally a giant and figuratively, I think, um, you know, I think he was he was doing his thing. So this will be an interesting watch for me, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And but, after I hyped it the hell up, too. Yeah. No. Was going to come right. back the second half of this episode? Like, this shit. I, I quit. Like, you guys don't know what the hell you're talking about? Time to oh. shit on your guys' childhood again. Oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, we weren't children when this movie came out. <laughs> Damn it. No, no, we're that old. I was, a, I was well into my teenage years by then. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, Dana. Listen, shit. You, you picked the wrong podcast, man. You should have <laughs> Scott mentioned uh, a very famous scene, and it's a very memorable scene in this movie. But I want to I want to point out, and I should know her name, the actress's name in this yes. particular scene at the airport when he's trying to run a car, the Steve Martin character. Yes. And this woman, I, I, she must she's a John a, Hughes favorite, uh, Edie oh, yeah. McClure, Edie McClure McClung, something like that is her name. Yeah, I'll take it because I don't remember what her name is at all. So I'm sure you're a lot closer than I would ever be. But yeah, this woman was in like practically every John Hughes movie. 
and she played the same role and and mm-hmm. she played it brilliantly so all, she's famous for doing like all these little cameos in his movies but yes. they're all memorable as fuck she has this voice this demeanor yeah, you, you'll recognize it, Dan. It's like you see. Yeah, her. I mean, you've seen her and stuff. Okay, I was, I was about to say it's just like it's like I'm, I'm really trying to think of the other John Hughes movies. So mm-hmm. there's always like you know those type of wacky characters, but female wise, nothing's really clicking. So yeah, well, 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 when you see her, you'll know. You'll know. Well, so so if have you watched um Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yes, yes, so, I've definitely seen Ferris Bueller's Day So the off, principal, yeah. his secretary. The redhead. Oh, the redhead. Yeah. Like she's yeah. like a little cherub or whatever. Okay. Yeah. 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 Her. Okay. That's okay. okay. And she has one of the most brilliant scenes in this movie because I think it's the first time we hear her curse ever. At least yeah. it was for me. Oh, yeah. No, it's a, yeah. every other character is always like, you know, the sweet, uh, unassuming kind of uh, character. And yeah, no, this one, she just, she delivers it just perfectly. And speaking of, uh, smaller roles in john hughes movies one of the best remembered cameos scott probably remembers at the beginning of the movie who else six degrees of kevin bacon yeah kevin bacon man what what film was this man not in in the 80s like like his presence was like ever long man and he has a, a very small cameo appearance i think uncredited cameo too i i remember seeing an interview with kevin bacon mm-hmm. and he just happened to be on that the set that day visiting with john hughes uh i think they were supposed to be talking about making another movie a different movie and he's like hey do you want to get in the scene and basically he just walked onto that scene the the cab scene right yeah, and it felt like he just walked on, literally. Yeah, like it felt yeah. like he was. It, it, it surprised me because by then he was a well-known celebrity. Yeah, at this point, and so it surprised me that I was like, he's in the movie all of like less like a minute. It's a memorable scene, of course, mm-hmm. but it's like a minute, and you're like, well, what happened? They couldn't. He wasn't in the budget. Like, mm-hmm. like what? What they couldn't afford more Kevin Bacon, but that explains it. Yeah, this movie has a lot of that stuff going on. A lot of memorable scenes. A very big high point for both Steve Martin and John Candy. Steve Martin, man, going back to even uh, Dana mentioned the jerk. And that was my first big exposure to Steve Mine Martin. Mine as well. And we're talking, what, 70s, I think. Yeah, that's time. 70s for sure. And before Such that, I mean, was was this was when he was on a SNL? He was, uh, he's only been a host on SNL. He's only he been a host, a, yeah. He only, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was never, okay, okay. Never a cast never member. But he was a very frequent, I think before Alec Baldwin beat him, I think he was the most tenured host on the show. I think I think now Tom Hanks and uh, Alec Baldwin have surpassed him. But for, you know, the 70s and the 80s, he hosted quite a bit. Anyone could be forgiven for, for mistakenly thinking he was part of the cast. Because yeah. anytime he was on SNL back then, I'm talking again the 70s going into the early 80s. It was like a special thing. And mm-hmm. I, I remember everyone would tune in. Steve Martin was huge in the comedy circuit. He had a, a few comedy specials, a lot of these comedy albums. When comedy mm-hmm. albums were a thing, brilliant comedian, man. Brilliant. And still to this day, going strong. Don't man. work and murders in the buildings, quite popular. Yeah. Right now. He's still Great going. Show. Yeah, still funny, man. But Okay, planes, trains, and automobiles. Anything? Wh- what do we want to cover about this movie? Anything we want to go over before we jump into actually watching this thing? Well, I mean, I know that there's three to me, three iconic scenes in this movie. Three movie scenes that I always remember and that I do always kind of see, you know, clips of all the time. Is of course the rental car uh, scene, uh, the scene where they're in the car and John Candy falls asleep with driving. Oh. Um, 
Oh, and and then of course the scene where they're in bed together and they're sharing yes. a bed. Oh, so the, those are those are three iconic scenes that I'm ruining for Dana as we speak. No, no, I'm I not going to ruin the punchline for him. But you, you, you know, gave it just enough, Scott. You those are those perfect. are three scenes that I will never forget, and to me are just comedy gold and you know maybe three of the best scenes in movies ever you know amazingly enough i had forgotten about the john candy driving the scene oh yeah okay and how because that was like one of the biggest points of the movie that was mm -hmm. one of the most talked about and remembered scenes again we're hyping this movie up like nothing else yeah and dana's yeah. gonna be like don't, don't even show it for the second half of this episode Dana, yeah. you don't like it. <laughs> it'll be just me and, and june talking about how much we love it if you don't like it it's fine just just it's put just the funny screen in the on. 80s Leave your Boston hat on the screen. Just turn on your Zoom and leave the hat in the earphones. And we'll just do it by ourselves. It's fine. Hopefully, air to vomit. <laughs> well, I I think the only question I have because uh, we're talking about Steve Martin, and obviously I love talking about you guys being my two favorite old fucks in my life. <laughs> I guess majority of my life, besides the jerk. Steve Martin's hair has been white. Yes, it was. Is his hair white in this? I mean, it's it's pretty. Uh, yes, it is white in this, and the jerk gets it's pretty can... white too. I mean, it's like half and half in the jerk. It's it's not. It's not yeah, it's, always... it's not fully, but at least yeah. it's like oh, he used, to, he used to have color in his hair yeah. before. Now yeah, it's he... just it's been white the last. I, I think his hair turned white like in Very his young. early 30s. Yeah, I yeah. think maybe even late 20s it turned white. I don't know? remember when his hair had any color. Exactly. I, I do remember the jerk. The, it was it was like, you know, a little bit mixed, but it, to me it was more white than it was black. Yeah. Yeah, he went very early. Um, but it became part of his persona, of course. Um, well, yeah, I, 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 he's the silver fox of all silver foxes. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Now, when did John Candy? John Candy passed in the nineties, was it? Early nineties, I think. Yeah, um, it had to be way yeah, early in the nineties. That movie, Canadian Bacon, I believe, was his last film. Oh, which is that, a funny that was movie. My next question. Yeah, yeah it was. big movie. Yeah, I don't think he even finished filming all of his scenes for it. I think it was like almost all the way done, and they still put it out. There was another movie that he had filmed parts of too that. I think maybe got a release, um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's sad. You know, he uh, he died. A, I think he died around exactly. forty, right? Maybe yeah, early forties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't that. Yeah, what I remember it was 40. a very sad day when he died. I couldn't believe when they announced his death on the news, and and I was like John Candy, but he's not. That's the the first thing I said. I was like, he's not old. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell? And and he's already. I mean, he came from. Uh, was he Canadian? Yeah, he said. Yeah, he was from he, the um, uh, from that comedy troupe uh, in yeah, Canada right? with Martin a, Short and all them. Uh, SCTV. Yeah, SCTV. So yeah, yeah. Eugene Levy, Martin Short, Catherine O'Hara. They they all came up together. Yeah, he he did that same thing. He was never uh, a cast member of Saturday Night Live. You you know you would seem like he would have been, but he wasn't, and he. Uh, Went right on in the movies. Yeah, I remember he did Splash. Was one of his first movies. Oh yeah, Vacation. Oh, wow. He was in the original <laughs> Vacation. You know, small part, but he yeah, was in Vacation. Very small part. Yeah, and there. yeah, just kept building and building. You know, I think Splash was his first big part. Yeah, that was my know. first exposure to him. He played a uh, Tom Hanks Slash. brother. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. he had he had the best lines in the movie. Yeah, he was the funniest thing in that movie. But his memory lives on through movies such as this. And again, this movie is one of his high points as well as for Steve Martin. And I think as Scott mentioned earlier, I don't remember this having like a huge presence in the theater. I remember mm -hmm. when it, I vaguely remember when it came out, but I don't remember it being like a big hit or anything. 
-hmm. And I think it hit its stride when it hit uh, cable TV and going into a VHS and later DVD rentals. And it's become like the biggest of cult classics now. You know, yeah. and and considered a holiday movie. I mean, not big now. enough for Dana to watch it, but you know, whatever. Well, no, but, you know, <laughs> he, he can't be. I'm somewhat of a big deal. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> there you go. Um, you don't need to be following our <laughs> boomer ass ways. Um, <laughs> better off. Better I think you're right, though. I think this movie may be lost on a generation. I think I don't think millennials know this movie, and I, I, I I'm yeah. pretty sure Gen Z. I don't think it's a movie that's replayed. I mean, I do see it show up from time to time, but. I think this is a big Gen X movie. Yeah, it's a shame because I think it it holds up today just as well as it did back in the eighties. So I I would love to see it have a comeback. Yeah, me as well. And hopefully it, it does. Because like Dana know. spreads the word or something, and maybe yeah, well, maybe people go see this movie. <laughs> now we've given. I'll Dana use the mission. I'll use the tweets and the facebooks. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Especially being a yeah, like you know, being a comedy though, like. You know, so many things have so many parodies. So I'm sure once we watch it, like there's going to be so many elements. And I bet there's going to be a thousand parodies that we know that came from this movie. But mm. I'm just completely clueless about the order. There's so one. There's one for sure. Did you ever see that movie Due Date with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis? Yeah. It's that's a hundred percent ripoff of this movie. Oh, I've never even okay. heard of this movie. Yeah, this it's a out? funny movie. It came out maybe yeah, 10 it's okay. years ago. It's okay. But yeah, yeah it's, it was kind of like during Robert Downey's run a little bit there after Iron Man. Yeah. And he started doing a lot of projects. But so it's literally that. Okay. It's a due date is 100% copy of this movie. Oh, shit. So that means Dana's going to come back and he was like, this oh, due date was better. Due date. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what's so much better? <laughs> they need to have Iron Man. You guys need to have fucking Iron Man in yours. <laughs> one of the true. things, one of the things I do love about this movie too was uh, seeing Steve Martin play. I, I guess I can't, for lack of a better term, the straight man. Right. Yeah. I mean, to John, as opposed to John Candy. But I, I think that's been his role since then. I think this movie maybe changed his career because oh. before that he wasn't doing that as much. Yeah, he was like yeah, the lead the kind zany. of guy. And the Zayn yeah. thing. And I think from here on, I want to say most of his roles are the straight man. He's a straight man to Martin Short. You know, he's exactly. a straight man. And Father of the Bride, he's a straight man to all the insanity that's happening around him in the family. That is true. And I, I kind of think that's what his role is now. And I, I think maybe this movie is the one that changed it. This is true. That's a good point. Going into things like Parenthood and Father mm -hmm. of the Bride, he was more the straight man. You know, I mean, he was still funny in his yeah. own Steve Martin way. But the zaniness was kind of put aside and the people around him kind of took over that role for him where he just, I guess, sat back, cashed money and enjoyed it. Nah. So he didn't have to be zany. No, to me, the straight man is well, always the funniest thing. I yeah, think the straight man playing off the insanity is, yes. to me, is funny. The reaction, like, you know, he he's really good with just like giving that reaction that we all have, but he acts it out really well. So, yeah, yeah like I, I think that's what I think about, especially with Martin Short. Anytime he does stuff with Martin Short and Martin Short's like that crazy zany buffoon type of thing, like you just mm -hmm. see his his utter disgust. And I think that's probably one of the funnier things than whatever Martin Short's actually doing. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, that this this could be curious to kind of see him in that role. Yeah, that was a that was a switch. I was when I was younger, I was used to seeing him in those more animated zany roles. Mm -hmm. Um and especially his stand-up. I mean, his early stand-up was known for he was very animated. 
Let's put it that way. I mean, come on, the King Tut song. King Tut, I, mean, that, yeah, I think exactly that's the first time I ever remember him him doing King Tut on Saturday Night Live, yeah. and that song being played on the radio like it was like a like a hit song. I don't know how it was a hit song, but I really remember hearing that song on the radio a lot. So we have to explain it to Dana because he's looking. Very yeah, I was like, you're going to have to enter it into the pod. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm so, not going to spend data to find this. <laughs> wow. So one of his biggest skits um, back in his comedy days, in his stand-up comedy days, and he did this whole routine of King Tut, and he had a, a song that went with it. And he he performed this this sketch on Saturday Night Live, and it actually became like a hit. Like they used to play this shit on the radio, uh, on cable, like everywhere. It's like you could not escape it. And this was in his like comedy prime, right? You could say. Mm-hmm. But you watch it now. Dana's gonna look. It's, yeah, it's not. It's not particularly it. funny, but <laughs> it, it was a big like, deal in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why my music is better. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Anything else about planes, trains, and automobiles that we? No, I'm excited just to watch it again. Like uh, like all the other times I've watched it, I haven't watched it in a few years. I'm not going to say my memory is exactly hazy. It's a little better than what we usually <laughs> accustomed to on this podcast. I actually do remember key scenes, but I expect to be pleasantly surprised as well. So uh, this is For another sure. Scott pick, and I'm glad that he chose it. Actually, this was a Joe AP pick. This was a Joe AP pick, yeah. yeah. He just wanted to do it uh, before pre-thanksgiving and i i convinced him to do it for thanksgiving and then he didn't show up for the episode so well yeah. <laughs> damn you joe in case any of our followers are one and a half subscribers or whatever it is at this point um i was wondering joe joe ap has been on break um he's been uh not that i need to make any excuses for him life does happen though and he is uh let's say he's elevating his status yeah, so, he's, he'll get paroled soon. So he'll be yeah, out of jail yeah, okay, soon, so and then yeah. he'll he'll be able to join us again. But let's get to watching Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, starring Steve Martin, John Candy, and a host of others that Dana will soon discover. <laughs> I envy you, Dana. You are watching this movie for the first time. As always, thank you for joining us. Please follow, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Check us out on YouTube, dig through the archives, we just finished, and Scott's going to give me an evil look for this because he still doesn't know what this means. Uh, we just finished our second season, and that means we are 24 episodes in of doing movie reviews here at How Good Was It? It's been great. Two seasons plus all the other podcasts and all the other shit that we started in between them. Really cool to be doing it with you guys. Um, and even with you, Joe AP, even if you're not here. And third season is going to be even greater. So please tune in for that. And that's about it, man. Let's go watch this movie. Say bye, guys. See ya. Gobble, 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 gobble. Sit tight. We'll be right back with How Good Was It? Do you have memories about this week's film that you'd like to share with us? Hit us up at How Good Was It Pod. For X, formerly known as Twitter, at H-G-W-I pod. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel where you'll find video promos for each and every episode. Welcome back to How Good Was It? Where we continue to review the movies of our past and the present and whatever else we could get our stupid mitts on. We're back with our Planes, Trains, and Automobiles episode. This is the second half. And I'm going to 
divulge something. I'm gonna throw it out there. We have decided to do another theme month, which is obviously for the holidays. That means December. We should be in for a treat. It's gonna be filled with movies that have something to do with Christmas, some kind of holiday element. But it, it, it just occurred to me that really, technically, we're kind of starting a little early with this film, aren't we? I mean, it's Thanksgiving, it's a Thanksgiving film. Yeah, yeah. I think this is appropriate for what for where we're at. Thanksgiving kind of officially kicks off the holiday. That's true. And and so we're getting a sort of a head start. But uh, maybe I should introduce my co-hosts, right? They're already yapping away in the background, waiting for me to introduce them. Hello, Scott. Hey, welcome back, Jim. And welcome back, Dana. Senor June, hello, good sir. Ah, see? Never not enough Spanish. Spanish. Not enough. Nah, I'll take what I can enough. get, though, at this point. That's weak. It's all good, yeah. man. It's all love. Welcome back, guys. Good to be with you again for Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. We were pretty thorough in the first half of this episode. Were we? I think, I think trying to think back to what I said, the, the synopsis for this movie, I think I was wrong on, on parts of it. How? Uh, I believe I said that, well, I mean, I was right with the general theme of it, but I think yes. it was, I, I think like in the sequencing, I kind of forgot that, you know, it took a while to get to the, uh, where he goes to the rental car thing. I thought that was near the beginning of the movie. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it, you know, it is a simple premise, but I think I, I think I messed up a little bit in the first half. Uh, not there was definitely no we. There was zero <laughs> we on that. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> oh, I'm so, sorry. so sorry. Well, this is true. This is this film is new for Dana, so I'm mm -hmm. very curious what he thought of it. This is a movie more of uh, I would say. Wait a minute. <laughs> He's doing it again, folks. He's Undertaker. Someone's beaming in. I'm tempted. It's I'm like... tempted at this point to not allow you on the plan on the podcast, man. Hello, Joe AP. First salutation. Hello, man. Good to see you. We just got a surprise Pearl Harbor style attack from Joe AP. And in <laughs> celebration, uh Scott is trying out his pumpkin spice hummus. So we that sounds, yes. That sounds very feminine. Mm. <laughs> Does someone want to explain, Joe, why why uh, Dana and I are eating pumpkin spice stuff? Well, okay. So tonight we were supposed to audience, and this is totally unrelated to the to the film that we're reviewing tonight. We were supposed to do a separate podcast tonight, which uh, would have been our like the third episode of uh, HGWI Presents, where we kind of take on these food challenges, kind of going with a Thanksgiving theme. And basing it around pumpkin spice. But mm. I pooped on the party because <laughs> I came in late. I waited until today to start looking for anything in New York City that had pumpkin spice. Could not find one thing. So wow. that killed June, that idea. <laughs> tell, yes. tell the truth, June. It, it's because pumpkin spice is like the most whitest thing ever. Tell the truth. <laughs> we, well, we, 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 Queens is way too cool to fall for pumpkin spice. I think if June had the pumpkin spice walk around his neighborhood, his ad would get beat on the way home. <laughs> They'd rob be, him right away. You just made me doub doubly glad that you're here because... <laughs> Nobody could have explained that like you did. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have to say a thing. You said it all with that one <laughs> sentence. I've never tried pumpkin spice, so I can't uh -huh. vouch for it. I, I, I don't know what I would have been in for. But you know what? We have Scott and Dana stuffing their faces with pumpkin spice flavored stuff. 
So, hey, take it away. Actually, while we're on the subject, so you, Scott, you just tried the hummus? I, I had pumpkin spice hummus. Uh, it tastes like pumpkin pie. It, it is not bad at all. It tastes okay. like uh, you're eating pumpkin pie. Now, they for some reason, they put some weird-ass cranberries and sunflower seeds in the middle of it. But the actual hummus tastes exactly like I'm eating a pumpkin pie. So, yeah, okay. I'm fine with it. Doesn't sound bad. How about you, Dana? What were you just? You were just trying a pumpkin spice what? A cookie or biscuit or something? What the hell was that? Madeline's, because not only was I taking pumpkin spice, I was being even whiter and getting a Madeline. It's so what white, is, Scott doesn't even know, know what a Madeline yeah, is. Yeah, I have no idea what a Madeline is. <laughs> it's like a French pastry, and they're kind of, uh, they're basically shaped like a, like a little shell. I have definitely been crushing these. Uh, Kim's going to kick my ass later for probably destroying this whole oh, thing. I know so. what that is. Yeah, it's Madeline. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So thanks, Joe. Finally, somebody has my back. It's very French of you. <laughs> oh, it's French. Uh, so it's it, probably not just... Madeleine, all right? Joe, what, how, how would you say that with a French accent? Motherfucker, Lynn. Madeleine. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 that's not, I don't think that's quite right. That's South France. <laughs> Appropriate for the movie we're doing, but uh, not for France. As you can hear, Joe AP has come back with a vengeance. Yes. Love it. Love how's the it. Welcome, How's everything going? How's everybody doing? Well, right, right. Uh, we're recording, the same, by uh, the way. <laughs> yes, we are. Do you know we are recording? This is not as <laughs> BSing before the podcast. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. I'm sorry. No, don't Let's... be sorry. You're always welcome anytime in any shape, way, or form. I'm glad to see you, bro. It's good to have you back. Are you sticking around for the episode? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to... And... I, I, I watched the movie this uh, today, right oh, after work. Oh, you took it a step further. Oh, wow. Yeah. Had you ever watched the movie, Joe? I've seen it a couple of times. Yes, a couple of okay. times. Okay. Yes. So so this this uh film is this... the first for Dana. Yeah. This was a Joe AP pick. Remember, right? Joe wanted to do this movie originally Did I? but i think you wanted to do it during the summer it, it and sounded we, like jim we... sound like scott like scott's is saying that us picking but really is it's no scott of course picking? that's normally yes. the thing you want to do it during the summer and i said no it was wait for thanksgiving it's a thanksgiving movie and then sure. you said that was a great idea and then mm -hmm. you didn't show up for the first half so it's yeah. perfect <laughs> I, I, listeners as you can tell scott's up to his jedi mind tricks again uh, and has influenced us into believing that we had any say Yes. In, in, mm -hmm. in the choice of film. Oh, yeah, so, Joe. I, I already picked all four of the Christmas movies for next week. I'm sure. I'm sure. And then you're going to say, I'll tell you like this movie. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to tell you what your pick is uh, shortly. So no, don't worry. <laughs> okay. It better be Eddie Murphy in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh no, yeah. It is. I, shit. That's you're right. I did pick yours. It's trading places. Sorry, Joe. I did. Uh, I did pick yours. <laughs> you see that, June? He fed it in your mind. Like you think that was your idea, but really it was his, um, you know, puppet master. Joe AP, you don't have to explain a damn thing to me. I'm already mm. used to Scott's used to Scott's yeah. shenanigans. So it's mm -hmm. all good, man. Um, and he hasn't failed us yet. But but actually, mm. I think he may be right. I think um you had suggested planes, trains, and automobiles uh like in the early days of this podcast. Mm -hmm. And we kind of said, well, we'll get to that eventually. And trading so places is the other one that you said in the same Perhaps. thing. Like, oh, let's go for Christmas. <laughs> Perhaps. Sure. Thanks for the credit. Audience. It's all you, so if people don't mm. like the like the episode. Scott, I haven't Joey seen it in a while. Your beard is very full. Uh, do you have long hair too? Uh, what's going on? You had a yes, pigtail, a ponytail. Yep. 
Yep, wow. I'm a mid midlife crisis, a full in effect. Oh hey, no, no, you're not in plan, midlife man. crisis, Scott. No, no, I mean, I'm I'm always seeing you, citizen crisis. <laughs> so the ring review is actually just reviewing Scott and just uh, reviewing what Scott has done wrong in our lives. Yes, yes. So, so basically, so uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yes, I, that is the subject of this episode. So let's get to it, man. So yeah, as usual, I waited to the last minute to, to watch this film. But yeah, man, let's dive in. Um, Dana, I'm going to start with Dana first. I have to because he's the newbie when it comes to this film. And I am so curious as to his thoughts. Like, like, what are your mm -hmm. first impressions if you could like summarize for us about this film? Because we pretty much hyped wow. it up in the first half of this episode. So did, did it live at all up to any of these <laughs> expectations? So obviously I got to save the final review for how good was it. But I can tell you now, um, yeah, you guys suck. I, 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 all, I was thinking of like vacation and kind of thinking about similar themed movies. And uh, if I had to make a list of those movies, Let's just say that this one isn't going to be on the top of that list. Oh, wow. And wow. by the way, the same writer for both of these movies, by the way, uh, Vacation and uh, this. Uh, John Hughes wrote Vacation also. He's one of the writers for Vacation. So he wrote the National Lampoon Vacation? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, he okay. he worked on it's the similar style. For that. Yeah. Uh, he worked Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, yeah, like, the, like all the genre, you know. The, I didn't yeah. want to jump the scene, but the car had the same make. So this one came after, I guess. It did, yeah, a few okay. years after. All right, so let's dive in. We, we heard Dana's opinion, which is going to wind up on the editing room floor. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let, let me kick him off we, the call we, right we, now. We can convince Dana it was good. Uh, we we cut his line. No mic My for you. Is You've lost your privilege. <laughs> uh, you don't diss John Hughes on this podcast. You just yes. don't. No, 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 mm -hmm. not at all. Um, I, actually, I'm curious as to the reason why. So that makes me look even forward to the how good was it at the end of this episode. But let's let's dive in. Let's get into planes, trains, and automobiles. Um, does it, somebody want to start with the plot or any... Thing about the film that we should cover before we get into the plot. I watched it this afternoon as well, so it's only it's a few hours old for me. You know, it starts out with Steve Martin, I believe, in a really boring uh, meeting. You know, he keeps looking mm -hmm. at his his watch. He's realizing he's going to miss his flight because uh, this meeting is going nowhere. The guy cannot make up his mind, and he keeps looking at his flight. I think his flight is at six p.m. A flight from New York to Chicago. You know, he sees the time ticking away. His friend who's in the meeting with him, by the way, the, the father from Ferris Bueller yes. is uh, is uh, his partner in the in the meeting. And the guy tells him, like, there's no way you're going to make that flight. You're, you know, you're in downtown Manhattan. There's no way you're going to make it to the airport. And uh, he's like, no, I got to get home for Thanksgiving. I'm going to I'm going to make the flight. And he's trying to hail a taxi. No, you know, long lines, not getting it. He sees a taxi like about a half a block down down the road, and then him and Kevin Bacon make eye contact, and they they both are going to race for this uh, on, from opposite sides of the road. Are going to race for this taxi, and this is the start of Steve Martin Martin's bad day because as he's almost to the taxi, he trips over a big trunk, it falls on the ground, and Kevin Bacon beats him to the to the cab. 
Uh, um, so almost right at, gets killed. Yeah, Steve almost Martin. gets hit by a, a car <laughs> while he's at it too. Yeah, and um, Big theme in this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's so desperate for a cab. He sees a, a a guy hail a cab. He comes up to him and says, "Hey, I'll give you fifty dollars, uh, you know, for the cab." First, he tries to reason with him, like, "Hey, you know, I'm going to miss my flight. Can you, you know, I know this is your cab, but can you be a good human and uh, let me have this cab?" And the guy's like, "No." And so he's like, well, how about if I give you $50? He's like, well, if you're willing to give me $50, I'm sure, surely you'll give me 75. So Steve Martin's going to get, gives him $75. But as he's doing this, he's not paying attention to the cab. Somebody has put that big trunk in the back of this cab and got in and the cab takes off. So, uh, so now he's chasing the cab down the road, screaming, yelling, gets to the uh, light. He opens the door and sees John Candy, who's a surprise to see Steve Martin as well, and cab gets away. Steve Martin's stuck. I think he. I want to. Does he take a bus? I think he takes a bus to the airport from there. Yeah. He no, no, no. Was he? Yeah. He, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think right, seen, right. you see him get off a yeah. bus. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, right away, you know, you're you're in fantasy land because you guys already know what I'm going to say about this scene. Is that never in history has a white man in a business suit in downtown New York ever had to chase down a cab. Yeah, that just yeah. does not happen. Yeah, I mean, you, the, cabs stop by default for white yeah. men in business suits downtown. That's true. But if you do, you did look at the scene. It was all white men in business suits getting in cabs. So maybe this is true. Was enough cabs? You know? Yeah, yeah. There, there was definitely no minorities in this scene. Once again, this is a New York, <laughs> New York in the eighties. For some reason, there's no minorities anywhere. I don't, I don't oh, know. No, 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 no. We we, we lived scene? at the outer edges yeah, of the city. Every, everybody's yeah. white. I, I don't get it. Yeah. There was a black boys on the bus with a helmet on. Oh, yes. I, don't, I don't remember that. This as is well. later so, in the movie. So the, when so, they end so up the black the people are retarded. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no, no. He, he was he was a little kid playing with uh, his toy, wearing uh, like a hero's helmet. Yeah, but hmm. fair enough. Being yeah. annoying. Being annoying. Basically. Yes. Yes. Like people. On yeah, the bus no, I, I'm with you, Jim. This was uh, this was friends. It's like, how could the character be New York and you don't have any like minorities? It's New York. So, no, no, he so would have walked out that. He would have walked out of that office building, and five cabs would have pulled up instantly out of magical thin yeah. air. He makes it to the airport to find he that uh, all the flights have been delayed. You know, the airport, the airport's packed. He's sitting down reading the paper, and who's sitting across from him <laughs> is the guy who he says stole his cab. Who is John Candy? It was Dell. Yes, Dell. And what I love about this scene is, if you notice, the book that he's reading. Yes, erotic novel. Yes. If I had but, my notes, I would remember the title. What's it, the title? I'll, I'll cover for you. He's got The Canadian Mounted. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Loved it. But he's like peeking. He's catching Steve Martin um, staring at him. Like, and he's like, why is this guy staring? He's like, like, do I know you, basically? And Steve Martin was like, you, you, you stole my cab. I know you, don't I? I'm usually very good with names, but I'll be damned if I haven't forgotten yours. You stole my cab. <laughs> I've never stole anything in my life. I hailed a cab on Park Avenue this afternoon, and uh, before I could get in it, you stole it. You're the guy who tried to get my cab. <laughs> I knew I knew you, yeah. You scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> Come to think of it, it was awful easy to get a cab during rush hour. Forget it. Oh, I can't forget it. I am sorry. I had no idea that was your cab. 
Let me make it up to you somehow, huh, please? What I love about this scene is there's that little shot where before they start talking to each other, Steve Martin looks at him like, I recognize this guy. And in Steve Martin's sight is John Candy. You see just the taxi door. They're in the mm. airport, but you just see the taxi door with John Candy with the expression he gave him earlier when he got in the cab. And I love that because it was just like the perfect way to frame John Candy's face in that scene. But um, they acknowledge each other. And uh, Steve Martin, had, you know, he's making no attempt to get to know this person. And John Candy obviously is all about trying to make it up to him. Being but, nice, uh, and buy him whatever he wants, a coffee, yeah. a hot dog, whatever he wants. And yeah. Steve Martin wants you a no soda. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. A beer, a hot dog, gummies, mm -hmm. whatever. I'm watching what I'm eating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, Steve Martin's not having it. He just wants to get home. And, and you know, what's interesting is the, the, the dynamic between them right from the start. They play off each of each other so well in this movie. And it, it's a testament to just how great two comedic actors these guys are. But please, somebody continue because I'll start digressing and we'll get into. Joe, you, you, you want to take a crack at it from here, Joe? Um, I don't remember after this. They, they, they decided to um, take uh, take a train. Well, no. they actually make it. Uh, they, they make it on the they plane. They get on the plane. They get yeah. on the plane. Yeah. So oh, they, they, so they the make plane. it on the plane. Oh, right. They got on the plane, and then the plane happened to. And, and well, they, they he was supposed to have a bis, uh, first first class. First class, seat. yeah, yeah. But they, they somehow <laughs> they they got him assigned him with seats in the economy class, and yeah. Steve Barn was wasn't having it. And, he, he was like, "I paid. I booked a month ago for first class." And I demand my first class seat. And then the, the flight attendant didn't even care. She's kind of ignoring, brushing him off. And there was another cute guy walked up. And he's like, sit anywhere you want in first yeah. class. Yeah. And she, and she go, why don't you go find your seats where, you know, where your seat was assigned? So he was pissed. And it's, it's like Steve Martin bad days, you know. And sure enough, he walked to his seats. The person that sat right next to him was John Candy. The middle yeah. seat, the middle right. seat between John Candy and some old guy, and then they both end up falling asleep on his shoulder. Right, but then you, but John Candy was saying that, um, I bet you anything that we're not going to make it to Chicago, and yeah. the plane will land somewhere because of the storm. And lo and behold, they do. They they land where in Wichita, 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 Wichita. Kansas. Yeah, my mother's actually from Wichita, so I, I, oh, wow. that one it stuck pretty easy. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I do love that because that was the when they're in the plane. John Candy is just running his mouth. So mm -hmm. I love how that's also a theme as well. of just John Candy just talking about anything, everything, his whole life, not his life, talking about mm -hmm. his wife. I think that's kind of the first time you hear about his wife, mm -hmm. Marie, and, mm -hmm. you know, yakety yak, yakety yak. But yeah, sure enough, we, we end up in Wichita. And uh, for those of us who've been in Wichita, you're not missing anything. And the oh. movie actually did a pretty good portrayal. Well, yeah, those are listeners in Wichita. I'm not oh, even wow. sure where that is. <laughs> it's in, yeah, it's in Kansas, Kansas middle it's America. Kansas. Okay, as middle yeah. as you can get. Yeah. So, so how did he fly past? Is that, was it past? It Chicago was a snowing in Chicago, so they couldn't land. Snow, it was yeah. like a snowstorm, okay. so they got diverted to Wichita. So they get to Wichita and they're waiting to fly, you know, to maybe get a flight to Chicago. And John Candy keeps telling me, he's like, no, book a hotel. There's no mm -hmm. way we're flying into Chicago. I know this. I travel all the time. I have friends mm -hmm. at the airline, this and that. 
And um, sure enough, uh, Ben Stein is the guy who's announcing uh, <laughs> announcing it. There's so many people from Ferris Bueller in this movie. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? I'm sorry to announce that we're canceling flight 909 due to severe weather in Chicago. So what? The flight it gets canceled. And then sure enough, Steve Martin doesn't have anywhere to go. Doesn't have a tell. He sees people sleeping on the ground and he definitely doesn't want to sleep on the ground in the air, in the in the um, airport. So John Candy says, hey, I know the owner of the hotel that I booked at. I can mm-hmm. get your room. You know, I sold him. John Candy is a uh, he sells the the rings for shower curtains. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a he's a traveling salesman selling shower slash car artist. Mm-hmm. Slash Connor. Basically, and yeah, you're right. So he oh, knows everybody. He, Legitimate. Everybody, <laughs> every city he goes to, he says he's he sold somebody the the oh I sold this guy shower curtain rings. I got I got I got uh, the hookup. You know, I can I can get us whatever we want to get. So they go to the hotel and sure enough, there there's only one room left. And the uh-huh. and if uh Steve Martin's gonna have to share a room with John Candy tonight. And that they get into the room and the first thing they realize uh it's just one queen bed. Yeah, so I, wait, the reason why he, Steve Martin paid for it because John Candy booked the room ahead of time, right? Or he he knew somebody that so yeah booked Steve, the room. Well, yeah, and Steve Martin's like, you know, I'll, I'll pay for it. I, I think he says after the fact that he was, you know, he paid for it because you know John Candy got the room or whatever. He felt mm-hmm. obligated to pay for it. But um, the room was and he pretty, also, but he no. also paid for the cab ride over. That so because yeah, because yeah. that was the original agreement. Hey, if, if you. If you pay for the ride over, you know, I got oh, the yeah. room and yeah, that's what right. it was supposed to be. But they had that insane driver, which yeah, is also a beautiful theme as well. <laughs> yeah, it was The cab looked like Hulk Hogan, which I thought yeah. was like, okay, fair enough. This movie's going to get me into a little trouble. I love how, you know, the Hulk Hogan theme. But uh, the, the <laughs> actor, he, he plays a, gosh, he's, he's been a janitor in a lot of things. He's been in a lot of things. I, I, I cannot think of him, but he definitely just plays like this crazy local who uh, instead of, Taking the highway straight there, he's like, "Oh, let's take all these backwards." So the scenic so roads, but it's it's the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah you can't can't see anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it just it just continues in, in, just to in be Wichita. Bad. That's every road, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, not fun fact about Wichita. So Wichita is uh, it, it's actually kind of like the biggest city in in Kansas. It's not oh. really saying a lot, but yeah, it's that's kind of like sick bragging, <laughs> yeah. Jana. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but Wichita, it's like a wow. <laughs> oh, so wow. it's not like a real metropolitan, but uh, there literally is not shit there. Like Boeing, like Boeing is based out of there. So like there's a lot of like Air Force stuff out there. There's a lot of planes out there, but mm-hmm. there's literally there ain't shit else out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, no, let's fast forward to uh I, I love how we're in the queen bed already because that's what all that led up to is is uh <laughs> well two yeah guys, his, two, two not, grown his, you know it, it's his day just keeps getting worse right he takes a shower i think after john candy's already been in there Re- gets it gets some the water turns off for some reason you know he's got soap in his eye he's having all kind of issues with the water get gets out and <laughs> and then he realizes john candy's used all the towels thrown them all over the bathroom there's only one little hand towel uh, left for him to dry off <laughs> and there's john candy's like just garbage is all over the bathroom you know uh-huh. he makes he finally gets into bed and john candy spilled beer all over his side of the bed <laughs> i was reading the imdb from this this movie was originally three hours long like when they when they got oh, done it got edited down to two hours and then edited down to an hour and a half but 
uh, that that was supposed to be a much longer scene. You know, you you would have saw where he spilled the beer on the bed. And uh, they, they had also ordered a pizza and the pizza mm. guy was going to show up. John Candy was only going to give him a dollar tip and the guy was going to be pissed off and leave. And then the guy breaks back into the hotel room and steals so all the money. Why, that's uh, why that okay. guy's in the hotel room. He Is was that a guy a or a girl? That's a guy. It was a, yeah, a, a guy with long hair. Yeah, okay. a guy with long hair. Same actor from that movie Summer School. If you guys ever saw Summer School, yeah, I was about to say it's like there's a lot of recognizable people. Yeah. Okay, oh, God, but yeah, funny. he um he breaks back in. So yeah, you didn't you don't see any of that backstory. You hear them talk about the beer spilling on the bed, but yeah, that uh that was all cut from the movie. But they for some reason they still kept in them talking about beer. But this this is the first very famous scene in this movie. Uh, you know they they finally go to sleep. And uh, they wake up in the morning and John Candy is spooning um, Steve uh, Martin. Steve Steve Martin's (laughs) holding his hand and John Candy, with his eyes closed, kisses Steve Martin's ear. (laughs) And then then they both wake up and uh, he uh, he's like, did did you just kiss my ear? And uh, and he's like, are you holding my hand? And he's like, where's your other hand? hand? Oh, oh, oh. Why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. Ah! Yeah, they both jump out of bed. Freaked out, uh, they they immediately start talking about football. Like, hey, have you watched the Bears this year? Yeah, the, the Bears, Bears pretty good this season. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's uh, that was classic funny. Scene. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why Dana doesn't like it. Though. Yeah, I, I don't. I, oh, well, we'll get sure. to that. Hey, man. Hey, wow. we'll get to it. Um, where do we go from here? So at that point, they went um, to get uh, breakfast. They yes. went to get breakfast, mm-hmm. and I they're just, still trying to carry a flight information. So yeah, they were trying yeah. to. Figure out if a flight actually existed or not, and uh, so yeah, they go to they go to the diner, and uh, as they go to the diner, they're you know, kind of just talking through the different stuff, talking the business, whatever. Um, they think they're going to part ways, but we already know to what Scott was saying that they got robbed kind of early in the morning. Yeah. Um, so as you know, Steve Martin's like, you know what? I'll go ahead and do this because that's the theme of this. I paid for the taxi. I paid for the room. Uh-huh. You know, you're just a big mooch. You know, he's basically kind of just already just he's over John Candy at this point. Um, so as he looks into his wallet, he doesn't have the money that he expected to have. It was he was like, I had like seven hundred dollars in here, which it's like okay, it's a lot of money. Good for you. I, I, I kind of feel like it's a lot of cash. But I agree. But, you know, it's a different time. Yeah, um, it's, it's the 80s. Well, it's even yeah, funny yeah. when they talk about what credit cards they have. You know, uh, oh, Diners Club, he has a gasoline card and and something else american express or something and then the other guy only has like some department store chain from the northwest credit card <laughs> big man clothing department store. yeah that, that, that had me dying so <laughs> yes yes um so uh he accuses john candy john candy is basically like hey i'm the most honest guy you know like how dare you know i've done a lot of things but i wouldn't you know steal and he's like check my wallet i have 263 dollars in here which I also loved was that I, I love that was a good improvising. <laughs> I was like, why two sixty three? But he also didn't have any money in, in, as well. So you know, so they mostly uh, you know they pay for the bill. Obviously, they probably paid credit or whatever. 
Um, and uh, now they're just trying to figure out what else is kind of the what to do next because mm-hmm. they've you know they they realize they don't have cash, but yet they still got to move around. And and that's where you had that diatribe about the credit cards, which I thought was you're you're, you're absolutely right. Night when you hear about some of those credit cards, um, this. I at least have a little bit of age, June and Scott and, and Joe. Uh, I was bringing it up to my little millennial at work. I was like, hey, man, do you know what a calling card is? Mm-hmm. And like, he basically is just like, it's a card that you use to put to your ear. Like, he literally was like trying to stop de- it. Describe. <laughs> yeah. Stop I'm it. Please, don't tell <laughs> so, oh, so you know, it's funny to kind of think because like, the media, when I saw those credit cards, that's what a lot of, uh, like a lot of IDs. So like when I first worked, like my store discount and everything was, it was my ID, it had my name and it had all my stuff, but it was also a calling card. And that's literally what those credit cards looked like. It looked like old uh, school calling cards. So I was- Do you know Diners Club? Are, are you familiar with Di- Diners Club was big in the I, 80s. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm familiar with it, but okay. I have never seen one in yeah. like- so so that's, 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 that's a big deal, right? Back oh yeah, no, for sure. It was a huge deal. Yeah, it was a huge deal. Yeah, yeah. It's like- that's how you just moved around apparently. But yeah, I, I've never seen one in person. So it does, uh, it makes me laugh to just think about how old those were. Oh, so, wow. so from here, um, what did, did they decide to take the train at this point? No, well, I think um, this is when uh, the guy, the son of his buddy or whoever yes. he sold yeah. the curtain. Oh yeah. yeah he he says, we can, we can take a train. Uh, mm-hmm. My, yeah. my, you know, my friend works for the train line. His son is going to come pick us up and bring us there. It's oh, you know, quite a, a little bit of a distance away. I'm to drive you to Wichita to catch a train. Yeah, we'd appreciate it. Train don't run out of Wichita. Hmm? Unless you're a hog or a cattle. <laughs> People train runs out of Stubville. That'll be fine. That'll be, That'll great. be just fine. Leave it be. Get your lazy behind out here and put that trunk up in the back. Oh, no, no, the word, we've got it. It's very heavy. She don't mind. She's short and skinny, but she's strong. Her first baby, come out sideways. She didn't scream or nothing. But yeah, that this scene is funny because this they, is they, one of my favorite scenes in the movie. That right? that actor is a very familiar actor. I, I wrote down his name. I already forgot it, but uh, you know he he still works nowadays, and he always plays like preppy kind of nerdy guys oh, and really? like a professor redneck like he always play yeah yeah professor so, you're right he plays those kind of roles and for him to be playing this disgusting redneck is, is really <laughs> funny no, but it was beyond disgusting this character as soon as he got out the car and he had a he sneak was face ma- he was making these noises he with nasally and and like <laughs> spitting and, and, and that little quick scene when when he shakes john candy's hand he uh, wipes spittle because he, he spits he, on he his hand chewed, and then shakes and Steve, then shakes Martin's Steve Martin. And the, the expression on Steve Martin's face in that little is a real expression. Me. So this is also in the trivia. Oh. Uh, that was an improv scene, and Steve Martin's reaction was uh was a gross was his actual reaction. Right, mm-hmm. he walks out of that scene and runs to go wash his hands. <laughs> you know, uh, so yeah, that was it. And John Hughes saved that one because he, he thought it was a Steve Martin's reaction was the most natural. Who told it, the the guy to spit on his hand? Though? The guy did just you... did it on his own. He just oh improv- okay, yeah, that was yeah. brilliant. That was yeah. brilliant because the timing of that just that little instant scene 
It was just so well cut. And then he called his wife to come down, give him a hand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, grab that, grab that, uh, grab that suitcase. What what is that thing? Was that case? Grab that suitcase. Why are you so lazy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get your lazy bones out here. She's skinny and small, but she's strong. Her first baby (laughs) came out sideways. (laughs) Holy shit, man! And she was, she got out the car. She was ready to do it. Dude, that was yeah, that had yeah. me dying. But they end up on the back of this guy's pickup truck, um, filled with <laughs> hay and all kinds of shit. And and, and it's all like kinds a, of shit. <laughs> I think uh John Candy says that it's like a 30 mile drive to the to the yes. train station because it's mm-hmm. ended up being in another town. But that, I don't I don't remember he said that the train station that he wants to go to, it's only for animals. Yeah, for so, livestock. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, I, I gotta bring you to the people train station. Yeah, That's the sound little, little little way. The people yeah. train station. <laughs> Only Wichita. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It sounds like Wichita to, to me. Uh, so they um, make it to the train. Well, yeah. So they're in the back of the truck. Steve Barnes freezing his ass off. And he sees a pair of gloves and he oh, goes yes, to yes. grab the gloves to put it on. And there's this rabid dog underneath the hay who's threatening to bite them. Yeah. For the pretty much the entire trip, and when when they arrive at the train station, all you see they pan to John Candy frozen, uh, looking scared. Steve Martin frozen, looking scared, and the dog frozen with a with what looks like <laughs> looking like he's about to bite them. Yeah. <laughs> that was very well done. But um, so they're at the train and they get there. But but I think at this point, you know, uh, Steve Martin's had enough. You know, he's like, I gotta distance myself away from this guy. And, uh, you know, John Candy's already like, oh, you know, I'll see you in the train. We could have dinner whatever, whatever. And Steve Martin's is like, nah, yeah. man, I'm just going to He says to he can't find two tickets together. You know, he buys yeah. both their tickets. He tells mm-hmm. he tells John Candy, oh, yeah, it's full. You know, I couldn't get our tickets together. And yeah, Which yeah you and basically, bullshit. oh, I'm going to sleep. I don't want to meet up in the in the food car or whatever. And, you know, and you see the, the, the look on John Candy's face. He's like, yeah, OK, I got you, buddy. I read you loud yeah. and clear. And of course, you know, Steve Martin is mad happy. You know, he's on his way home. He'll be home in time for Thanksgiving. No. Mm-hmm. Something happens <laughs> with the train. Whatever it is. I don't think they even explain it. It just no. breaks down. It just blew up. Too right? It's like smoke. Yeah. yeah. And it tells them, the, the porters are telling him, like, yeah, yeah, walk like a mile this way. And then a, someone will pick you up on a bus. <laughs> what kind of freaking service is I this? Know. They can't even, like, like get a few buses to pick people. Yeah, no. Like walking through a field. Yeah, they're walking through like fields and shit and grass and whatever and snow, of course. And they make it to the to the bus this time, right? Is uh, it the bus? Is this when they hit the bus? Yeah, this is when they walked yeah. and then they got onto like a bus on the side of the road. And then there's well, at first when they would start walking from the train, Steve Martin doesn't want to associate himself with um, John Candy. Oh, that's right, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he kind of gave him that like uh, I don't want to you know, talk to you. Yeah. And, and then that poor John Cannon looking at him like, are you going to come? Are you coming? Are you coming? Yeah. Well, he feels bad for him. He sees him yeah. dragging yeah. that big case. So he walks <laughs> over and grabs the case and helps him carry it. Which yeah. later explained why the whole time I would have just watched this movie. I don't know. Why does he carry such a big suitcase? Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. What, what is he? I think it's all his belongings. I don't yeah, think he has he a house, you know? It. Yeah. I think that's exactly. what he lives. Yeah. That's what, yeah. He, he's leaving out the suitcase. Better, I don't know. Better spoiler alert. I I just to make the movie better for me, I just pretend Marie's body was in it. So I mean, wow. just, uh, 
Plot twist. Oh, that would have been a hell of a twist, especially for a John Hughes movie. Well, what if it was like her urn or something? You know that he carries around. Way too small. No, if you're gonna carry a trunk, just get the whole body in there, man. Yeah. (laughs) So this movie could be like Psycho. It could be like a Norman Bates thing. Like maybe a John Candy dresses like Marie too, and, and and talks to the body. Yeah. Okay. He was talking to Marie the whole time. I'm just saying I, I just open up the trunk. That's all. Wow. You could be a good writer, to, uh, Dana. That would be good. Dana, would be... Dana you're un-American. I, I can't believe you. How never, dare you? Never, never too late to do a reboot, man. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm all for Absolutely, it. Oh, man. Or a sequel. I believe we're going to be discussing a sequel at the end. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Really? Scotty Boy has a little bit of a game for us. Hopefully we have oh. time for it at the end of this episode. So, so the only way we're going to get to that game, let's get to it. Uh, okay so at this point they 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 take the bus right (laughs) you know the the thing about steve martin this film is he starts out you know he's he's like the proper normal guy right but he's not he's basically an asshole he (laughs) he really is an uptight asshole yeah like getting everything annoys him and, and mind you yes john candy's character is annoying as fuck let's not get it twisted but steve martin is just super uptight and it there was no scene where that's more apparent than on the bus because he is like have you ever been john candy's like have you ever been on a bus because because <laughs> your mood is not about to get better <laughs> so, and i love that line because he described it perfectly and the first thing this movie cut to that to that kid running up and down the aisle in the middle yes. of the bus and they speed it up for effect but yeah i mean hijinks ensue you know well yeah next to them is a young couple making out (laughs) and john candy like nudges steve martin's like hey hey look at that look at that and steve martin kind of doesn't want to look it's like you know whatever he's like no look 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 it's a free show and then he looks over and sure enough the girl and the guy look right at steve martin as he's staring at him and the the guy makes a remark is uh why don't take a a picture picture. yeah it'll last longer yeah (laughs) what i love about that scene is at the end of that scene and john candy laughs at him and he's like you got busted i love what he said (laughs) he he talked to me he was the one that nudged him into looking he's like you got and they start singing songs on the bus yes and Steve Martin is like, I got one. And he starts singing this song, which even I didn't fucking know. Yeah, I've never, I have no idea what and song it, that is. it stops everything cold. It's one of those scenes that are popular in many movies where everything just stops and everybody looks at the one person. Around. Like, what the fuck? And then they just turn right around like, mm-hmm. we don't know that one. And John Candy saves the day by... What ha- song by was it? The Flintstones theme. Yes. <laughs> Of all things. And of course, everybody knows the Flintstones theme. So uh-huh. everyone's singing along. They reach, where are they at this point? Is it St. Louis, I think, or something? I think so, yeah. St. Louis, Missouri, yeah. yeah. And at this point, yeah. Steve Martin is like, okay, it's time to go yeah. separate ways. This mm-hmm. is where he gets a rental car, right? Is yes. This, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, they're in the yeah. diner talking to each other first. Oh, that's right. Uh, yes. They're in the diner, and, and that's kind of where it was a little bit more of a breakup this time. So the other times were more cordial of you go your way, I go my way. This mm-hmm. time it's more of like, I think it's better that, you know, you go this way, I go this way. Mm-hmm. I, you know, traveling by myself is just that much better. And then like John Candy really takes it to heart. Yeah. Um, this is when you start kind of feeling for John Candy's character. Cause Steve Martin starts out by saying, you know, I've been thinking, you know, he goes, when we put our heads together, it just doesn't work. Like we're, we're not. <laughs> and, and that's yeah. John Candy takes it pretty hard and uh, pays for the meal and walks away. 
And that's when you you really start feeling for the character. And and I think that at that point is really when you kind of was was this the scene where he starts selling his um shower um ring to everybody and tell them that this is this ring was like some famous uh, person's yeah. earring. It makes oh, like a hundred yes. bucks. I don't think it was. I think it was that was before. I, I don't remember where right. they were. That might have been so they before when they to take the train. I think maybe. Okay, that might have been. Yeah, yeah. somewhere we around. We did there. skip that part. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a little montage scene of John Candy selling shower curtain rings and mm-hmm. he's uh, selling them as different things, like you know, they're filled with helium and one <laughs> yeah. like a moon rock or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at this point, uh, Steve Martin separates himself from John Candy. Uh, sadly so. <laughs> Steve Martin makes his way. This is when he makes his way to the airport, right? To, yes, to yeah, he gets gets a rental and is in a, taking the bus to the lot with with all the rental cars at it. Mm-hmm. Yes, to find that there is no car there waiting for him, even though he was allotted a car. Yeah, the, the only five. space that's empty is yeah. is the one where his car is supposed to be. But um, right, so yeah, we're we're at the rental car agency. Yes. Steve Martin misses the bus, leaves him there, and he's got to mm-hmm. hike like a mile back. He has to go across a highway through a field. He ends up like falling into like mud and snow. Yes, he makes it back to the the rental car a- agency, and this is this is the scene we hinted at in the first yes. half of the the podcast where Edie McClung is uh is working as uh the agent behind the counter talking mm-hmm. to her sister on the phone about thanksgiving plans while he's mm-hmm. standing there waiting to to get service and she's going on and on about how she can't cook and what what mm-hmm. was everyone else making for thanksgiving and and finally uh steve martin uh gets up to the counter oh man welcome to marathon may i help you yes how may i help you Start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now. I think it went from a PG to a PG-13 because of this because scene. Because of only. the amount of... Only this scene. Yes. Yeah. Because it because he said fuck 19 times that it, it went it went from being a PG to a PG-13. Because, <laughs> just because of that. And apparently this was the scene that confirmed it for Steve Martin to do this role. No, oh, for sure. And Edie it... McClung, too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when she was doing Ferris Bueller... Uh, John Hughes gave her this the script just for the just this one part. And he's like, can you read it? And he had her read both parts, oh. uh, Steve Martin's part and her part. And then that was it. He didn't say anything to her. And then he like a uh, half a year later, six months later, he called her. He was like, hey, are you going to do this part? So he oh. had her come in just to do that part. She was the perfect person to oh do this God, part. Oh, my God. The delivery is, is just because, great. Because if you're familiar with this woman, she, she's had smaller roles in a lot of John Hughes films. And, you know, she she always plays this kind of, like, very wholesome character, right? Because she ends mm-hmm. the scene with, like, oh, you're fucked. <laughs> like, like, Yeah, do you have your rental agreements uh, mm-hmm. he's still? Like, no. He's like, no, I threw it away. 
well, you're fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> <And> it, <laughs> it is the perfect way to end the scene. Cla- that this this Steve Martin man. I mean, what can we say about it? this scene, man? Did it all for me in this movie because the the expression on his face while he was telling her off. It, yeah. it was just like holy just shit. venting all the shit that's happened yes. to him. He's just venting all on her in this moment. Mm-hmm. It all finally caught up to him, and finally, uh, so after the scene, he we see him go out and he tries to get a cab. Yes, right. He's at the airport. Mm-hmm. He tries to get a cab, and he's just as snappy and fed up <laughs> with a guy who hails cabs at the airport to the mm-hmm. point where this guy literally punches him in the face. Yes, he falls flat on his back in the middle of the street and who <laughs> almost runs over him john kane <laughs> in the of most course. despicable looking station wagon i've ever seen in my yes. life man they, they went out of the, color oh my yes. god they went the out of their way mobile. to make this car heinous man mm-hmm. i mean even the hubcaps were like so odd what i love about this scene is just how it ends up with uh john candy comes out he's like oh my god what are you doing i almost ran you over yeah where are you going chicago Chicago. You know you're in St. Louis? Yes, I do. Why don't you try the airlines? A lot faster? You get a free meal. If I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the john and watch you take a leak. Now you're gonna help me or you're gonna stand there like a slab of meat with mittens. So somehow, uh, John Candy were able to rent a car again. Like when Stephen Steve Martin failed, John Candy succeed. Rented a car, offered him a ride, and on the way they go to Chicago, right? Yeah. And then at the some way. point they swapped driver. So at one point Steve Martin was driving at, at night. And John Candy was in the chair and he keeps fixing that. Keeps screwing around the chair. Yeah. And he basically breaks the chair. So by the time Steve Martin, Steve Martin's turn not to drive and he's in the passenger seat, the chair is all (laughs) fucked up. And and there's a little scene where it's like going every direction. And Uh, Steve Martin ends up with his face just planted by the windshield. Yeah. But of course, this leads to one of the most memorable scenes. Steve Martin uh, manages to fall asleep. Yeah, I don't know how because John exactly. Candy is singing an old fifties uh, mess around song. Ray, Ray Charles song, yeah, yes, yeah, and he's singing it, man, and he's it's going full blast in the car. But Steve Martin's asleep, and uh, at one point, Steve, I guess, uh, John Candy is is feeling warm. He has a parka on. For sure, I would do the exact same thing. I am <laughs> that is me. I for sure would be trying to take off my jacket, oh, going eighty miles an hour, would not pull over. Uh. And Mary for sure would be asleep in the car. Yeah. That, that is the normal. 
that is a fact. I just got a couple passenger princesses, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, um, would you have been smoking the cigarette that you would have accidentally thrown in the back seat? Oh, yeah. Would that also have been you? Yeah. yeah, no, it would have been weed, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there was a scene where John Candy smoked a cigarette? Yes. Yeah, no, that scene, he's While smoking he's a cigarette. He's he tries to the window, window, oh, okay. And it falls into the back seat. Yeah, he yeah. flips okay. the, the cigarette. That's why out of the, the car. car goes up in flames, Joe. <laughs> Well, first, you know, John Candy's got to, you know, he's got, he's trying to take his jacket off. He hooks one sleeve on like the dial on the side of the chair. And then he ends up hooking the other sleeve on the other dial. So he's driving with no hands with his legs going, you know, full speed on the interstate. <laughs> ends up going off an exit and doing a 360 and like freaking out and busting his arms free, grabbing the steering wheel. And just as Steve Martin wakes up and tell Steve Martin, like, oh, I, we almost hit a deer. Yeah. And then, then, he, then he drives back onto the highway, but he the, the since he's spun going, around. He's yeah. going the wrong way now on the highway. Yeah, so they're out, they're going the wrong way, and there's a car on the other side of the road on another lane, trying to get their intention to tell them that you're you're going the wrong way. You're gonna get somebody killed. You're going the wrong yeah. way. I I I quote that all yeah. the time. Anytime yeah. I see someone going the wrong way, I do it the exact same way. Yeah, I love too. that. I love because it's a couple doing this, and they're saying it yeah. at the same time, the exact same. Yeah. You're going the. You're gonna get someone killed. Like, it's so funny the way they do it. I think the wife is just mopping it, right? She just. Yeah, <laughs> but but they yeah. they're like they don't get it. Steve Martin and John, they're like, like, whatever. These people are. How crazy do they even right know where we're going? How do they know? Oh, yeah, 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 that was the yeah. great line. There was, there was one scene though when Steve Martin realized when he looked out the window and he saw that between them and the other car, there's a there's a median. Yeah, and yeah. There's, you know, between them. So that's when he realized and he looked up. Well, no. Was, so so they start by saying you're going the wrong way, but you know, but you know, obviously they blow it off, but then they keep yeah. saying it, and then they say. You're going the wrong, the wrong direction. direction. Yeah. So yeah. Once he realizes they're saying they're going the wrong direction, he repeats uh, it to, to you know, he's about to repeat it, and then he <laughs> looks and he that's where he yeah. sees mm -hmm. exactly. He sees the, the semis. two semis coming his way. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so so the two semis yeah. are heading right in their direction, and they they're <laughs> in between these two semis going full speed, scraping on each side, and it's it to me, and I, I don't know because Dana already <laughs> gave his verdict on this movie, so I don't know how much this scene affected him but i i never get tired of this scene oh it's that, so that was the most funny scene. oh yeah you see them both as skeletons first <laughs> yeah yes. they look at each other's skeletons and then steve martin looks over and john kenny's a devil he's in a double costume <laughs> laughing at him and i love that it was like it was John Candy in a devil suit. Like yeah, they didn't yeah, even yeah. try to make him. It was just John Candy in a devil suit laughing oh, at Steve man. Martin. It is so well done to see, man. And uh, they survived this miraculously. Yes. They stopped the car. Mm -hmm. Do the, like the a luggage goes flying. Yeah, the luggage, the luggage goes flying. The trunk, flying on the interstate. And they they get out the car, and Steve Martin is just like. He's fucking livid. He's like had enough. Well, no, he's laughing at first because he's yeah. basically like, uh, oh, that's you know, right. oh, no, yeah, this right. is John Candy. This is fine. He's, he tells him, he's like, finally, you know, something has happened to you. You know, you finally screwed yourself because yeah. he, you know, John Candy rented this car. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he see they, they see the car up in flames and Steve Martin's laughing and he tells him, and then he's like, but I, how, I thought you didn't have a credit card. How'd you rent this? And John Candy has to tell him that he used Steve uh, Steve Martin's Diners Club card. He 
that he found it in his wallet and thought that Steve put it in there to help him yeah. out. And he uh, he used it to rent the car. So it, once again, it's it's on Steve. <laughs> How could you rent the thing anyway without a credit card? <laughs> I mean, you couldn't. I mean, how could you do it? Oh, I gave this gal behind the counter a set of shower curtain rings. <laughs> <laughs> can't rent a car with shower curtain rings, though. <laughs> well, uh, somehow your uh, diner's club card wound up in my wallet, and I uh, just you stole it! Not exactly! You stole no, my I car! No, I swear my life! I knew I you stole it! I did not you steal your car. car! And this is when Steve Martin loses it and accuses yes. him of being a thief. And, and punches uh, him in the stomach. And, and, and yeah, punches him, yeah. John Candy insists that he didn't, and he's like, and he says, well, he goes, well, where's the card now? Something to that effect. And mm -hmm. earlier, before all this happened, there's a scene where Steve Martin's putting his wallet in the glove compartment. He tells John Candy, "Don't, oh, yeah, don't, don't forget. Let me forget that I put my wallet yes. in the glove compartment." Compartment, and to to his dismay, uh, John Candy, while he was asleep, had put his credit card back in his wallet. <laughs> and at that moment, that's when the cigarette in the back finally ignites whatever material uh, this back seat cover was. The vinyl made seat of. special. Yeah, the, the car just goes up in flames. <clears throat> And flames and uh that's like Scott said, uh is this little it, it was almost like a uh an old school comedy skit, this scene. Mm -hmm. You know, because the way it ends, yeah, he punches John Candy in the stomach and he turns around and he trips right over John Candy's trunk, fucking himself over in the process. The, the, <laughs> the car is like that it still ran. I don't know yes. how. So yeah, they got it and they actually drive it with you know, no windows, no roof. <laughs> And the, the driving it. Uh, it's the only thing that works. The only it's thing that works smoking. is the radio. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's still smoking. And they finally, they arrive at a hotel, some some cheap motel. You know, of course, before Steve Martin gets out the car, his, 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 his fingers are literally melted onto him. <laughs> 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 he had to, like, pull them out. The um, steering was bent, too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the steering wheel was bent over from when they almost died in that two yeah, trucks in the area. Um, John Candy <laughs> leaned into the steering wheel so hard that it's bent. They go into this motel and they both have no money at this point they, or very little, if any. But, uh, Steve Martin is like, dude, you, you're on your own. You get your own fucking room. I don't even want to yeah. know about you at this point. Uh, uh, you're on your own. Like, I'm getting a room. You do you because I'm not dealing with you anymore. Steve Martin being the rich white man that he is. He has a, a nice watch and what is it? It's like $17 and change. Yeah. And that was enough to get him yeah. a room. $44 a night for a hotel. Can $47. $47 a night. That, yes. yes. That was yes. the good old days. The good old days. I mean, you still could get a budget in motel room. I, I, I'm i pretty sure you can. Yeah. yeah don't, don't go. I mean, don't, yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't do it. But yeah, you probably could. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Because I'm sure it comes with like, Prostitute attached, so yeah, don't, don't comes do with oh, crabs, bugs, yeah, yeah, bed bugs yeah. and crabs automatically if you hey. if you stay there. Yeah. <laughs> all kinds of bugs, damn. Yeah, so so Steve Martin does manage to get a room. John Candy approaches next, but he doesn't have the resources 
that mm-hmm. Steve Martin has. And so he's dollars and a Casio watch. <laughs> no, doesn't work. John Candy ends up outside in the car. Steve mm-hmm. Martin's inside. His room has two beds. And of course, his guilty conscience gets to him. And he ends up letting John Candy in. But uh, right before the scene, you know, John Candy's in the car and he's contemplating everything and he's talking to his wife. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I saw this when I was younger and that was the scene that, of course, clinched it for me. Like, oh, his wife is gone. Uh-huh. She must be gone. Like, he's talking to air. And mm-hmm. you only do that when you're wife. You sure he gone. wasn't talking to the trunk like Dana's theory, like her body's in the trunk? Could <laughs> be. Could be. <laughs> Fucking fast. You, you know, Dana, you could be right because that trunk never came open. It was big. It could hold a body. Whole, I'm pretty sure. The whole and scene, obviously the whole heavy. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Even it flew off the, the car. It never opened. We so, never saw it open. That's true. It could have been something. Yeah. Uh, I'm going write about something on this podcast. I smell a sequel. <laughs> we'll get to it. Like when you were saying guilty conscience, I thought the one thing I thought that was weird and fucking stupid is he was about to call his wife. And I was just so confused of like, so you're guilty because of what exactly? Because you can't make it home, like because of what? What you know? I, I I guess they didn't go to the other three hours, the other hour and a half that must be on the chopping block. Like that must have been where they probably explained more. Maybe he's like a shit father or, mm-hmm. or whatever. But it was just like every time they kept he's trying to get him, home to his kid, Dana. He's not. Yeah. He's not still alone. He's not gonna. He's, leave he's, his he's kid. not still alone. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. How many, man. How many That's Thanksgivings where I was at, do you Scott? think Stallone missed? Stallone <laughs> yes. missed Hello, all the Thanksgivings. He didn't go to <laughs> any Thanksgiving. Know what Thanksgiving is. At least, yeah. at least 12 years. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I was just so confused because every scene literally was like, well, let me call my wife and tell her that I don't make it or I can't, you know, I'm just like, bruh, like, who fucking cares? Like, just, like, wow. I, I don't know. Well, you know, well, okay. I, I know. You act like you don't have a woman to report to. I guarantee, <laughs> I, I relate to his character 100%. No, okay, I understand. Kim, <laughs> turn off this podcast, Kim. Turn off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I get where Dana's coming from, but I'll explain it. I, I know I'll say, oh. because for the first time, it kind of occurred to me, like, like he's, he's like, what the fuck is his problem? You know, like, what's up with his, his wife? They act like they don't, but in the next scene, when he lets John Candy in, and they decide to booze it up, they have those little <laughs> bottles of liquor, different kinds of liquors, and they booze it up. And Steve Martin does make a comment. He says, "I'm not home enough." Mm. You know, he says, "I'm yeah. just not home enough. I'm never home enough. I'm always out working." So that explained it to me. I never noticed that uh, the hundred or so times that I've said, watched this movie before this, never noticed that. That I mean, it's about as much of an explanation as we're gonna get. But he does make that comment. He makes it clear. He goes, uh, "I'm not home enough. You know, I'm just yeah. never home." And I guess that's why. What does so John Candy say? Him. Like John Candy basically says, like some type of, like, like uh, oh, I haven't like, been home. You work. keep it in your heart, or some 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 shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, so, it's something it's heartwarming. Like, go to work, but don't let you know. But love your wife or something like that. Or yeah. Something oh, like uh, that. So, like like, like your work, but love. Your wife or something. Yeah, like your yeah, work yeah, or yeah. love yeah. your wife. Yeah. yeah, but this is the scene where they bond, right? They're, they've yeah. raided, yeah. like, uh, they have the little liquor, liquor bottles. I don't know if they got it from the hotel room or they had it from That hotel room doesn't carry that. Yeah, I know. They're, they're eating Doritos and drinking small uh, liquor bottles, and uh, they're they're actually having fun. They're, they're, they're goofing mm-hmm. around like a couple buddies now. Yeah, they're finally bonding, just like you said, Scott. Like, they found... For, for, for $47 there. a night? That that's no el- yeah. You don't you don't you don't think there's a mini bar in there, Joe? No, no. <laughs> I don't, 47 in, in 1987. 47. Like, yeah. What that was a decent. That's like paying like 150 now. I think 
So it was probably it may have happened. That's a good point. We do forget this. Mm-hmm. Easily eighty. <laughs> the decor the day in many, Express. The decor doesn't <laughs> tell you is that glamorous. That yeah, decor, no, for that, sure. That sheets. Yeah. yeah. That's sad. That's how hotel was like back in the eighties. Ah, oh, yeah. Those are those are motels. Those aren't hotels. Yeah, motels. <laughs> So yeah, they finally bond over this moment, and uh, the next morning, uh, they get into their <laughs> their toaster smoke the car, smoke mobile, which is still yes. smoldering. I think if I if I remember correctly, and uh, they're they're trying to get it was snowing the night before, mm-hmm. so they're snowed in, and Steve Martin's trying to you know pull the car out while John Candy's behind the wheel. John Candy backs it up. And runs it right through the room, <laughs> and and Steve Martin, and this is how I know Steve Martin finally loosened up because he was like, "Let's get the fuck out of here." He's like, "Come on, yeah. come on, like, like go, go!" Like, and they yeah. jump in the car, they go, and they're singing, they're singing songs. Having yeah, they're having a good time, time, speeding, speeding. Well, they don't, they don't know the speeding because the speedometer is melted. Yeah, but uh... <laughs> they would do what seventy eight. Yeah, yeah. A state yep. trooper clocks him and, t- and pulls them over. And who's the Michael state McKeon. trooper? Michael yeah. McKeon. Yeah, yep, yep. making a, a, a cameo. Also um, had a bigger role that they cut out of the movie. Really? Uh, his his scene was edited as well. You know, in the scene that I think they were supposed to go back to town with him, and there was a much other stuff. There was a lot of other stuff there was, in that same scene. In, Shit, Steve Martin gets mad at John Candy for something. Something else happens to him with the cop, and then he chases John Candy around the car, but they cut it completely out of the out of oh, the movie. Man. Wow. Okay. So they, they towed the car, right? And then somehow yeah. they end up in the diner after that. Is it a diner? I don't even remember where they end up now. I think they end up uh oh it? yeah, they end up in no. a diner. I don't I don't remember what they did there, but they, you know, uh John Candy once in, again. In finds town, somebody. in town. Yeah, he finds a trucker. That, yeah. that's going to take them the rest of the way. Yeah, but, right. but the deal is the trucker has some phobia about having any So they have to be it's like the refrigerated a part. Yeah, right. yeah. So they're back like, as long as as long there's a heater in the car. Well, yeah. um <laughs> yeah. Instead, they're sitting in in the freezer in the back. Yeah, yep. but it's a three hour drive to Chicago. They're getting ever closer, and finally, they do reach mm-hmm. Chicago. They make it to the L. Yes, they get and, to the L. The train. This is where the movie kind of starts climaxing right starts ending mm-hmm. every where... time you go oh, not yes. quite but close but yet, to it. Yeah. Not, not yet not yet oh, oh, we're not quite yeah. yeah but thank you joe it's a nice thank you um, it's basically like part part ways like you know they're they're saying yeah. nice say goodbye and, yeah you know, yeah and uh you know steve martin gets in the train wishes him well wishes him like a happy holiday and mm-hmm. you know i'll tell my kids and wife that i said hello or whatever yeah uh, so steve martin does make it on the train he's heading home but then he's having all these flashbacks of just uh, yeah. all the different things that John Candy has said throughout the movie, mm-hmm. um, you know. Yeah. And then he he realizes that John Candy isn't going home. Um, you mm-hmm. know, he he clearly isn't going there. So he has an intuition to go back to where he left him. And sure enough, he's just in uh he's he's in the train station with uh with just his luggage, and uh, that's that was sad. Comes out. It's, you know, like, this, hey. this scene in particular, you know, yeah. when I was younger, and it still has that effect on me, it really oh, yeah. fucked me up. Oh, yeah. And it shows the talents of these guys that they're not just comedic actors, they're fucking actors. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, because this is a very tender moment. You know, the look on John, Especially John Candy. Face, yeah. yeah. The look on his face, man, as he mm-hmm. said, I, I don't have a home. You know, his wife has been dead for eight years. She's in the trunk. Yeah, trunk is right. She's in the trunk. Do you want to see it? 
So he's we, having, yes. We put a whole new spin on this movie, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so much for this moment. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, and you see the look on Steve Martin's face, like, wow, you know, like, it's fucked up. And the next scene, yes, take it away, Joe. So, yeah, this scene was very... No, 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 I didn't mean that. I mean, now oh, you can yeah, start singing. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, there we go. As you take a piece of me. Yes, I really like that song. Beautiful. And unfortunately, yeah. it's, it's not Paul Young singing. I know. Why, why, why it's, it's a girl singing. Yeah, it's a female doing a cover of it. Not a bad cover. But they did credit to, to Paul Young, though. They the did, yeah. yeah. I don't know why they didn't play his version. Right after this movie, I actually listened to the song. Of course you did. Ah. And I cry a little. Ah, a little. Of bit. course you did, Joe. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking weak. Fucking so, weak. So yeah, it's that moment that you see in all the there was a lot of promotion for me, the poster or whatever, and it's one of the many. It's both of them carrying the trunk on their way yes. to Steve mm-hmm. Street. And, and a dead body. And as yeah, they're yeah. walking up, you know, and I love this because it's very minor, but it, it speaks to uh John Candy's character. As they're walking up to uh, the door and mm-hmm. you hear John Candy saying you know I, I, I'm not gonna hang out I'm only gonna stay I'll stay an hour or whatever and I'll be mm-hmm. out of your hair I'll be a... and Steve Martin at this point is like just come in just shut up dude you're, you're like you're mm-hmm. in dude don't worry about it Steve Martin's family it looks like his parents are mm-hmm. there somebody's parents did you notice what one of the kids is one of the Lawrence brothers is Matthew Lawrence yeah. uh, Matthew yeah. Lawrence. Joey, yeah, Joey, Lawrence. Joey, Joey Lawrence no no no, no. Joey it's Matthew. It's, brother. It's, it's, it's the middle oh really yeah oh wow yeah really Yes, it's, yeah, it's the one who was in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. 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 Oh. Had that bowl cut forever, all the way up to Mrs. Doubtfire, actually. Oh, <laughs> and wow. uh mm. yeah, wow. yeah. So had the two kids greet him, daddy's home, all this stuff. He's introducing him to the in-laws, mm-hmm. his parents, and then the dramatic entrance of his fucking random wife that he's been calling because she's not home enough, <laughs> according to June. Yeah. Why Whatever is she fuck. crying? <laughs> I Here's a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I like, don't know. Hey, look, it, yes, for sure it was a little heavy-handed, especially on the wife's part. Because yeah. the family was like, well, finally, you made it home, motherfucker. Finally, you know. Like, uh-huh. And she's just like, he's home. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, they have the tender moment. But but what gets to me is the film closes with John Candy's face. John Candy. And yeah. the look on his face that. was that he feels like he has a home now. You know, he feels like mm-hmm. he's part of a family. And that always gets me. That's you know. And then he me. he he ended up and changed his name to Uncle Buck. And Uncle Buck ends the exact same way. The exact same yeah. way. And there's a freeze frame on his face at the end of the movie. So yeah. John Hughes repeats it again in another movie. He has uh, a, a very face, handsome, rotund man. So yes, I, I yeah. understand. That's a good, you would have to be a cold-hearted shot. bastard not to like this film. Okay, I mean, so, <laughs> no, so now that Scott brought it up, now, now oh. we're gonna, you know what? We're gonna go straight to how good was it? Because I gotta hear so. Dana's whole thing about this. I, I, go, Dana. I'm well, hold on, hold on. Wait, let's June, do some should, should we let Dana go last? Have Scott? Yeah, we'll let Dana. No. Sure. Dana, Dana needs to go last. <laughs> no, on this one. I refuse. I'm, yeah, listen, we, I, I, I'm very flexible with this podcast. I don't pull many cards uh, out. Well, this we'll, time, we'll I demand he goes first. Okay, so oh, we can we can cleanse the palate afterwards. But but first, <laughs> let's let's talk about the film a little bit first before before Dana ruins it all. Okay, palate. I love it. So this movie was made for fifteen million dollars. It uh it grossed forty nine million, almost fifty million. It made at the at the wow. box office. Wow. So it, it did wow. well. Yeah. I think yeah. I think I think like June said the first half. It it did better in, in a second life. It did better mm-hmm. cable and uh, mm-hmm. uh, VHS really probably probably really made this movie a classic. 
Amen. Uh, so, uh, so John Hughes, John, John Hughes, a living legend. Let, let me let me tell you the movies he wrote, Dana. Okay, before you uh, you crap all over this movie. Okay, I'm so, so John, glad this is you, Dana, not me. Oh, it used to be me, but now I'm glad yeah. it's you. All right, so totally John fine. John Hughes wrote uh, Mr. Mom, classic movie. Uh, Vacation. He wrote uh, Sixteen Candles. He wrote The Breakfast Club. He wrote Weird Science, uh, Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller, wow. Some Kind of Wonderful, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, uh, The Great Outdoors, Uncle Buck, National Va uh, Lampoon's Vaca Christmas Vacation, nice. Home Alone. Uh, let's see. Wow. Career Opportunities, Joe, one of your favorites. Oh, yes. Yes. The Dutch, the movie that you thought about doing for Thanksgiving, he wrote yes. that as well. Curly Sue, uh, Home Alone 2. And uh, Beethoven. Uh, let's see what else. Yeah, except for that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, about, that's about it. After that. About Funny like, Farm. Four. Who wrote Funny Farm? Chevy he did Chimis. not do Funny Farm. He did not All do right. Funny Farm. So, and then he directed uh, uh, some of those movies he that he wrote. He directed as well. So yeah, he he had a hell of a run. Yeah. Unfortunately, he died. Uh, I think around the age fifty, like uh, about yeah, you know about young. fifteen years ago. Yeah. He. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, also I was going to say uh, Steve Martin was 42 when he made this movie and John Candy was 37. Uh, we were right about John Candy. He died at the age of 43. Well, I think we were oh. saying it was somewhere around that age. Oh, uh, in 1994, he died. Talent. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dana, go ahead and ruin this movie for anyone else. <laughs> well, all that being said, uh, John Hughes. It's funny. You you mentioned some of the movies that I was literally going to mention and kind of part of my little diatribe. So I get, I, I understand the movie. I get it. I, I think what went bad for me was I, I've seen movies like this. Movies are similar to this. Movies are funnier than this. But it's the, it's the Steve Martin reactionary humor is what is what we said stood out about this movie mm -hmm. and the first thing i thought about was i thought about the griswolds i thought about just you know like he said so makes sense john hughes has that i definitely thought about beethoven which i had no idea he wrote that but I it's the either. same thing you so you have the one guy who just zany shit happens around him and you have the guy whose expressions kind of make the whole entire movie so i i think to be a little bit less harsh <laughs> i would say don't um, let scott sway you man yeah i know i mean come on say. oh no no you know i i think I, the good thing about having this is that you probably plug some holes of some of the stuff where i was like what the flying fuck <laughs> but <laughs> but i think the first part is definitely that i think there's so many movies about the straight guy Who's, who's reacting to everything. And I think they're done. I You named all of his movies. And I think I, I think the four movies in there where there's a straight guy who kind of does the same thing, they're all better than playing trains and automobiles. So wow. I, I think to, so, so it's a little unfair because this may have been kind of one of the first ones, for but sure. the other ones I thought were just, I just thought they were better. And so it was my fault for seeing this later than the other ones, I think, in my mind. The other thing that did not make any sense, which, I could say that you semi swayed me, but I still don't give a fuck. <laughs> is uh, I was like, they're so. I don't care about plot holes. I mean, I, I think we discussed this about just you know, I'm I'm nerdy. I don't care. You know, I'm cool with plot armor. You know, it, I, it doesn't have to make sense, but some of it 
does have to make sense. So I was just so confused with like, why are they robbing this one room? Like why, you know, like, like there's too many things that just kind of just didn't add up when I was just like watching. I was just like, it's like they just snipped too many things away. And you explained it. They did snip the things. There's a mm -hmm. three hour movie that they just made to an hour and a half. So like all these things in my mind where I was just like, man, that just doesn't like that's, that's they just put that there just for that their sake. Like they could have just why did they just just not have money? Like, why did they not just yeah. have this? Right? You know, so I, I think there was a lot of instances in this movies where clearly it was I now know was incomplete, but it still was just like, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of lame, you know. Um, yeah, I, I I think the movie itself for the theme, cool man. Uh, if it's on <laughs> in the background, if it's on in the background, I'm gonna do anything else. I, I I'm probably not gonna watch this, but wow. I will take away some of those scenes where it's like this was the first time where this happened. So I mean, there's a lot of scenes where you know, two men are cuddling together and that type of stuff. I think a scene that I think that's better that they played off of this was a movie with uh, Seth Green, Dak Shepard, and oh. Matthew Lillard, where the three of them are sleeping together in their tidy whities in the rain and kind of doing the same thing for warmth. And they wake up where like one canoe? guy basically had the paddle, um, something the paddle, up the creek, yeah, the paddle, up, yes, up, yeah, up the yeah, creek, up the creek. some, yeah, some yeah, nonsense yeah. like that. <laughs> uh. But basically, they just they extended it by instead of like his hand between his legs or you know between his butt, or whatever. It's like the guy's waking up with the boner. So it's like okay, mm -hmm. it's at least good to see where some of these classical bits get. But Classic. um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Uh. I, I mean, overall, dude, it, it's just, it, it was so fucking corny, man. Oh, my it God. Was, <laughs> millennials. Was, oh. So, so how good it was, was it? So, yeah, yeah, how good bruh, was it, then? Bruh, yeah. It, it, bruh. <laughs> not, bruh. It, it's not so good, bruh. Like, oh, you're good, man. Just, just Heavy do anything but go. this. Oh, oh. Go away, Dana. <laughs> you take Can I just leave? Yeah. Just... Let me just turn off my mic. This is just stupid. I just... <laughs> he just quit the podcast. Um, I, uh, Joe AP, uh, please, please take us, uh, get get us away from that that review. It was good. <laughs> so, toxic. so toxic. I'm sorry, team. This movie, I I, I thought it was funny. As the, I remember how funny it was the first time I saw it. Not, Especially not Joe, those, before, those. Sorry, before you hmm? go on, just out of curiosity, I'm sorry to interrupt. When was the last so, time you saw this movie? The last friends? time I saw this movie was back in the late 80s. Oh, I was wow. babysitting. I was babysitting this kid named Joshua. Wow. He's a redhead. And we went to church together. No, so his mom, his, his mom always made me <laughs> babysit him for free. In return, I get some chicken nuggets because this kid loved chicken nuggets. So mm -hmm. I would go over and babysit him, babysat him. That's when I saw like, you know, um, and he loves these type of movies, including The National Lampoon, Vacation. I remember the first time uh, I saw that movie and there was a shower scene where his wife oh, yeah, yeah. and Joshua was like, oh my God, I cannot watch it. But then he's like. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't take his off of it. Yeah. So yeah, it was going to be the late 80, 89, I think. Wow. 80, 89. But I remember how funny it was when, um, especially the scene when they went through the, the truck, then I saw you yawn. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, you know what's more interesting than this movie? You describing chicken nuggets for this little six-year-old. Uh, so, go on. 
<laughs> so um yeah june so there was it has to be that long ago and then i i have seen it during the holiday here and there but i never get sat down and watched the whole movie because i knew the movie and i only watched again doing the you know here and there i only pay attention to the funny scene that i like the classic the classic scene. Mm. so um the more uh, <laughs> i was excited to head, like, i was excited to watch it again today um i actually started watching it on the way back from work so i was playing the movie and watch it on my phone and walking back from home and um and i when i got home i rewatched the beginning again started over so that i could sit down and watch it <clears throat> um there's some scene that i find frustrating like you know the that scenes that it could be avoid the incidents, but it, sure. they still have it, you know, and, and maybe it's just a quirkiness of being the character of John Candy, you know, and then, and another scene, another thing is about the movie that I find really like hard to believe is how could a, one man experience so much like, you know, bad situation in one event you know trying to get home right yeah <clears throat> so that became an adventure that things that could happen like he could have just got on the plane get home in two hours and this incident just kind of like domino effect and then that that's what to me it, it, when i first saw the movie it was it was like an adventure like this guy trying to get home and he encounter like an, an obstacle the, the obstacle is nothing but none other but than john candy is the obstacle you know like mm -hmm. But anything happens to him, somehow it doesn't happen to John Candy. Like he's always there to rescue him in the worst way and worst case scenario, you know. But that's what makes the movie interesting and fun, I guess. Um, it is like he's like a devil, you know, like the scene when he looked at John Candy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the devil is trying to test you, you know, test your patient. But at the end, he was rewarded coming back home and see his family and it changed his point of view as well it's like almost like he's a grumpy upper class white dude now he realized that you know there's more than just being prima donna high end or whatever life that he lived in and now he, you know with with john candy's experience he even that even then he realized that he's you know it opened up his new perspective i guess um how how he see people and how he see things before he doesn't care about anything you know he's he his work and his wife but now john candy was like you know one of the christmas spirit the thanksgiving mm -hmm. spirit that come and kind of shed some light on this man Dana's so, like, no. <laughs> so it was good the only, I mean, <laughs> the only I, I, spirit is marie marie well, <laughs> in, in, the trunk. in the trunk so i i really like the ending and always gets me like i think that's what perfect thanksgiving is like coming home to family you know baked pie food turkeys you know and and that's that's like a warm warm finish of the movie and and the song helps a lot too so uh, how good, how was, good it? was it joe <laughs> uh it's pretty good hi oh, june Oh, yeah, sure. your, your turn to try to once again push uh, Dana's review further and further you away. You know, oh, no. June, yes. Scott's going to probably like, I agree with Dana. Oh, <laughs> no, right? He's probably going to put the twist on it. Just, oh, like, uh, yeah. just like John Candy's wife It'll in the be a surprise. Uh -huh. Okay, so with this movie, I mean, it's, uh, I've made it obvious from the start that this is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I can say why. But first, I will retort as per Dana. I totally <laughs> understand his perspective. 
if I would have first watched this movie, let's say even just 10 years ago, I, it would have been like, eh, okay, it was cute. Yeah, you know, it's been I, done before. Yeah, and, I, and I think for the time that it came out, you know, John Hughes was at his peak in the 80s. I mean, he he could not fail. Even, yeah, he had a couple of duds, you know, back then. More but, in the 90s, really. Not more really the 80s, Yeah, it wasn't yeah, until yeah, the 90s, 90s that he started kind of getting, yeah, you're right, Scott. He started getting kind of hit or miss going from the early 90s and, uh, and then on from there. But in the 80s, I mean, he could do no wrong as far as uh, the movie audience. <clears throat> the interesting thing about this movie for me, as far as John Hughes, the director and the writer, is that being as familiar as I was with all of his teen movies, right? He was known for his teen movies back then. Mm -hmm. And this was one of those movies where he took a kind of turn. It was more adult fare, even though still comedic in tone. You know, a lot of shenanigans, a lot of crazy situations, just like in the teen movies. But he started hitting on you know, at least a little bit more of adult themes, I guess, right? Family, um, friends, not just, you know, teen romance, which was why he was known for when he when he uh when he got famous in the eighties. This movie is a there's a lot of nostalgia involved for me with this movie. Yes, for, for uh, so much nonsensical shit that didn't need to need to happen. And watching it not's even more obvious. You know, there were at any point during this movie, Steve Martin's wife could have Western Union his ass some money. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he could have made it home. There's a man who obviously made money, had a good job. We saw his house. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that was a house. That was that house was built for this movie. The set cost a hundred thousand dollars. Are you serious? They just tore it down afterwards, and the studio was quite upset with them over the them building this house just for the for the movie. They built that house wow. just. They for built this the movie. set. They're probably the interior. The, the interior set, but it was done just for this movie. Just like Bernie's. Yeah, wow. just like Bernie's. Same thing. Whoa. It was just just yeah. wasted. Yeah, and they that... also they that train that they rode on was a train that they they built. They had they put their own Logan. It was decommissioned. It's just sitting like mm -hmm. in a train yard in Buffalo, never used since the movie. <laughs> Scott knows everything. Yeah, Scott knows um, everything. That that's very interesting. I mean, it, going back to what we were mentioning before about. Um, this I, I in doing a little bit of research that I did on this movie for this podcast, you know, I heard it was like four hours go whittled down to three, whittled down to one and a half, whatever it was. And 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 Dana just had a heart attack when I said that four hours. Like, what, what the hell? You know, fill in the plot holes for Dana so he could enjoy the film. <laughs> well, that's the thing for me. It was like, yes, there were nonsense. It's supposed to be. I mean, there were nonsensical events. There were a lot of things yes. that could have been avoided for both of mm -hmm. these men in their travels, especially for Steve Martin's character. Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. Like I said, his wife could have sent him fucking money at any time. I'm sure he wasn't a tyrant who didn't allow his wife access to the bank account. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I mean, they could have helicoptered his ass back to Chicago. Well, she was always in bed, so maybe, you know, huh? <laughs> different times, and maybe only had to make babies and get in oh. the kitchen. I don't know. I just, oh, get you know, in the kitchen. <laughs> all the money went to Xanax, apparently. Yeah. Why Marie mm -hmm. died? She got out of the kitchen. I that's don't what, know. That's what, she was, that's what she was so emotional at the end. Yeah, okay. That being said, it, it still holds up for me. I always look forward to watching this movie. So those movies that if if like I said before, if I was channel surfing and it and it happened to be on, it stayed on. I I I can never tear away from this movie. It's a big part of my teenage years. And you know, interestingly enough, I was like waiting for the end for these big emotional moments. And I was like, mm -hmm. how am I? How am I? How is that gonna affect me? Still fucks me up. Mm -hmm. Still does it for me. Still I still get a tear in my eye 
that scene in the train station, John Candy admits that he's homeless, mm-hmm. that he doesn't have a home, his wife is gone. Fucks my world up every That's, time. You know, and, he and, doesn't have to be in Chicago. He could be anywhere. He could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but but it's like it's a it's a testament again to two men that are mostly known for comedy and were geniuses at it. But they were actors as well. They were yeah. very much actors. And mm-hmm. this movie, I think, for both of them, perfectly exemplifies that. That they're able to take a, a mostly comedic role and put so much heart into it. Steve Martin, great straight man. John Candy, zany. But at the end, you know, these characters come together in a way where they change each other's lives. And that's what that's the true meaning behind <clears> the <throat> movie. That's why it's a holiday movie. You know, there mm-hmm. aren't many Thanksgiving movies out there, as per my knowledge. You mm. know, this was one of the first that I experienced, if not the I can't think of any others. I mean, John Hughes basically put a lockdown on the Thanksgiving movie. He created one out of nowhere. And this is a great one. Yeah. How good was it for me? Shit. Do I really need to say it? I mean, <laughs> damn good. I love this movie. I will mm-hmm. always love this movie. I know if I if I'm lucky enough to to reach 99 years old, I'll be on my deathbed watching this bitch. Really, mm-hmm. it's to me, it holds up that much. Dana can't believe I just said that. He's, <laughs> he's, like, he's lost all respect for me. He's like, I quit. Nostalgia carried the day. Listen, man. Wow. What do you want me to say? Damn good. Love this movie to death. Always will. What else can I say about it? Go, Scott. I gave it two stars with a twist. Wow. <laughs> Wow, okay. two steps. Like I I, I'm not sure if I, I had a far of that, but all right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I uh, if if you would ask me or anyone ask me what movie I think of when I think of Thanksgiving, or you know, I would probably always say this movie. You know, this is probably because I probably picked this movie for this podcast, <laughs> but maybe, maybe it wasn't. The more I think about, oh, it, so I now Scott picked the movie. I, I think it was me that picked it. So yeah, this, <laughs> now he's taking um, all the credit. <laughs> but I, yeah, while since i'd seen this you know i i did watch it with mary probably about four or five years ago i was surprised how much i forgot of it you know i do always remember those the three big scenes to me you know Mm -hmm. the the truck scene the bed scene and the rental car agency to me those Mm -hmm. are iconic scenes um you know maybe some of the best scenes from any comedy ever and and re-watching it um i think maybe my feelings felt a little bit different this time i re-watching it i this is an amazing movie Dana's so wrong. Yeah, I think Dana. <laughs> so in my mind, Dana. Um, da- Dana watches Suits, June. Okay, so this is what he it is. All right, he's comparing this to Suits. <laughs> I like Suits too. And, and so you know that the the nuanced comedy of Suits, you know, makes this movie it makes it hard to enjoy this movie. I get it. I get it. Um, no, uh, yeah, this oh, movie is no, all I'm about. It's, to me, it's all John Candy and Steve Martin, especially John Candy. I, I think this is his best performance of of any movie he's done. I think, um, you know, it definitely it, the heart of it is John Candy, and yeah. honestly, I feel like he probably should have been nominated for an Academy Award for this film. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I, just... I truly believe his acting <laughs> is amazing. I think this is his best acting role by far. And I think it's because of the vulnerability, you know, the vulnerability of this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see the heart of this character. You see the sadness oh. of this character. Yeah. I mean, how good was this movie? This movie is damn good. Yeah. June's right. This is a great, this is a classic. Mm-hmm. This is the Thanksgiving movie. That scene where they're at the airport, right? In the New York, when their adventure starts, so to speak, right? 
and they recognize each other. So I saw outtakes, uh, not outtakes. I saw deleted scenes from that scene. There was a lot more to that scene, which could have easily stayed in there. And this is where you see John Candy, how much of a fucking comedic genius he was. He extended that scene when he was when he was offering him stuff. Oh, let me back at you a bit. Yeah, yeah. He did this whole thing. Like he listed <laughs> all this crazy shit. <laughs> And there's a scene of him eating like I think it's like a big hot dog with all this crap on it, and and some of it falls on his belly, <laughs> and he he starts flicking it off trying to get these pieces of hot dog <laughs> into this waste basket. He tells this man across the room they're in an airport. He tells this man who's like, "Could you get out of the way, sir, please?" And he's like, "Bah!" And he's like, and he made oh two point. It was so fucking funny. I was like, it, it made me so curious as to what else ended up on the cutting room floor. I don't need a four hour version of this. Yeah. I mean, don't Dana, I'm not that crazy. But yeah. it, it it really it showed it showed me how much I missed John Candy. Yeah. John I, Hughes, I, before he died, said that Paramount has all the extra footage. And he said he doesn't think he said that there's so much of it that he thinks it would take years for, for someone to put it back together and make it a full film. And that most likely it's just gonna the film's priority rotted in wherever they have yeah. it stored. That yeah. it's uh, <clears throat> that it was just you know it's but never the, gonna happen. The clip that I saw of, of just a few deleted scenes, and it was very grainy. Obviously, it was old looking. Mm. It, it was you could tell it's degrading, but and, but they made sure to say it's it's part of the John Hughes estate. Yeah. So I guess they'd have to go through his estate to get access to a lot of that stuff. But yeah, man. Is that, the that, train that... scene longer? I was curious. About that. Was the train scene longer? Did, 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 do you need that for plot holes, David? Do you want to find out more about that? I just that? did. You I see them like plane, collecting the trains and automobiles? Who in the train? Yeah. Do, you, do you want to see the for porter coming seconds. by and no grabbing his there. ticket and then going to the next scene? Wow. I needed to see oh, the black see. people sitting in the back of the bus and the white people in front. Wow. Was this the 80s oh, or what was this? The <laughs> civil rights? Like, I don't even These know. These millennials. Like, it, was, was it, was it just, Rosa Park you saw? in the? Yeah. Oh, wow. man. Oh, yeah. No. The, okay. the best destination they went to was the end. So, I mean, oh. uh, to, to, <laughs> to, to be fair, that was the mm. forget. Just wow. Bypass Chicago and just the, the end. This now, was this film in Chicago or where, where was this film that? It, uh, it, it started it, in New York, yeah, but finished in um, Chicago. A lot, some of it was filmed, obviously. So John Hughes always made all this stuff in Chicago. He he was from Chicago, like Home Alone, mm -hmm. all that. It's all takes place Makes in Chicago, mm -hmm. Milwaukee. Yeah, that was his thing with Chicago. All right, I, I, I think I think we've got it. I think we I think we're done. I think we got this. Okay. Well, is there anything else we want to add about uh, planes, trains, and automobiles? No, other than it's a stone cold classic and uh and the millennials wrong i think nothing else <laughs> you you, you, you done mm. fucked up data we're never gonna let you get this down you know that right this is right up there with over the top this, for this is this that's is like it. over the top for me dana yeah yes, yeah this is uh, i feel for you this is your over the top man. yeah mm -hmm. yeah yep. done. Done may the spirit of marie be with you <laughs> Oh wow! I, I, listen, I, what what else can we say? <laughs> I mean, we said it all. Yeah, this has been a supersized episode. Yes, for, it's been. Extra. Sorry to the listeners at home. We, we are closing it on two hours of the second half. Man, let's bring this chapter to a close. Thank you, audience, for joining us for planes, trains, and automobiles. We have confirmed that Dana doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. 
Uh, but we forgive him because he is the youngest of the crew, so he still has time to redeem himself in our eyes. Anytime you go. <laughs> As usual, thank you for joining us. Please follow, like, subscribe, check out all, all, all of our content on YouTube, on our RSS feed, Spotify, Google, Apple, all that good shit. Joe AP, you joined us just in time. This is the beginning of season three. Scott Grimace wow. says that. 24 episodes. Uh, means absolutely how nothing, Joe. Don't worry. Good was it? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so you came back just in time. Thank you for joining us, Joe AP. We miss you as always. I hope you could join us again soon. And that's about it. Say bye, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Marie, you Merch. said they would hate me, Marie. You said they would. <laughs> <laughs> what movie would you like us to review? Drop your suggestions by hitting us up at howgoodwasitpod at gmail.com. <laughs>